0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk cheese. Recorded live.
3: Hello, guest three. Hi, I'm New York. Northwest New York. I never know which, which one. We used to only have one uh, New York, and that was Luda. Is this Luda?
4: Yes, it is, and how are you this evening?
3: I'm better. Last night I was ready to just um, pack it all in.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're, a lot of us are going through that right now. It seems yeah. like the oldsters are the center of attention anymore.
3: Who is? What is? The
4: oldsters, the elders.
3: Yeah. We're getting uh, too much attention from these guys? Yep. 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 Any yeah. yeah. I just want to greet everybody. Hi, Kansas. Hi, South Nevada. Hi, Central Colorado. And hi, Michigan. How are you all? And whoever's got their speakerphone on, could you either mute yourself or, uh, well, it just turned off, so thank you. Okay. And maybe that was South Nevada. How are you feeling, Muda, generally?
4: Um, you solve one problem, and then before you know it, within three days, you have another one. (laughs) Then you have a new one. Yes, I
3: know. They really get busy. All of a sudden, you've got five emergencies to to take care of in one week, and it's a nightmare, and, you know, they have a great time. They keep us busy. And the
4: other thing is I think new weapons technology is being introduced because I see the effects totally different on certain items now.
5: Wow. What do you
4: mean? Well, um, microwave is just a constant burning uh, all over internally, externally, you know, scarring the skin, this mm-hmm. kind of thing, uh, boiling the fluid below the surface. But now they've got a new thing, which is a, it's it's they focus a beam, and it's like a um, – it feels like about a four- to five-inch radius, but very – um scattered like it, it in my brain it feels like when fireworks go off. You know, this kind of explosion and then final um just scattered uh pain in all directions.
5: Oh man. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry.
4: And then of course they attack your your limbs, your things that you need to serve you know, to, to be mobile and move so um they wouldn't hit you on you know, a place like an upper thigh or something which wouldn't bother you as bad if they get you in a place where um, it's hard to defend. So, um, yeah, they, they're nothing but sadistic, wicked, and evil as far as I'm concerned. This is all torture. This, forget about human experimentation. That's by the boards.
3: Well, they sure have a lot of new products coming out that seem to relate to um, frequencies that are supposed to be healthy and I'm, I'm thinking they're coming out with that so quickly because they want to cover up what they've been doing. Hi, Florida. Hi, hi South Carolina coastal. Hi, hey. hi, Florida Panhandle. Hey. Hey. <laughs>
6: hi Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, that's just Ken, South Carolina. I'll just, uh, How you like just- everybody else, I wish this stuff would stop. The uh, chemtrails were awful here. The cloud was saturated. Oh, excuse me. The sky was saturated with that crap. All morning, and then the wind,
5: <laughs> and then the winds
6: finally blew it away, and then they started respraying. So it's just been bad, bad day in Paradise.
3: <laughs>
6: oh, I'm
3: sorry. Anyway. No, I'm sorry. I know. Um, I had I had some white stuff. Yeah. I can call it, hanging on up the eaves of my house. And I, it was, I was talking to Melinda one day, and, and she, I was telling her, "This all this crap hanging off my, hanging off my roof, the eaves there," and uh, she said, "Why don't you burn it and see what happens?" The Interesting thing, it had, it was like multicolored, you know, light blues, light pinks, like you know, very very minute um, little strings in there with those, with those kind of different colors. Mm. And when I burned it, it smelled like plastic, and it didn't really burn. It just, it just, um, it just sort of went. Wound it up, kind of, you know, it just kind of got, I don't know, um, oh. my brain cannot get words lately. But it, it just, it didn't really burn. It just, um, oh. like plastic, you know, when, when you burn plastic, it just sort of screws yeah.
6: yeah, up, that's, you
3: know. And that's yeah, exactly it never it
6: decomposes is. like it's, it should. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. It didn't, yeah. it didn't disappear when I burned it. It no. just, you know, smelled like plastic and actually like plastic. And that's weird. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, it, I'm assuming that was coming from a from a chem trail. I don't know, but no. um, you know.
6: We sure well, don't what does everybody think about the train wreck with all the,
3: the politicians
6: police? on there the other day?
3: Uh, that's an interesting question. Anybody have a, have something to add? That is an interesting question, and I well. have, have a few too that I want to ask because the FISA that summary of the FISA. Um, Pages that um, were going to be released have been released. Yeah. um,
1: Oh, good, because I emailed the president and told him, good. (laughs) All right, girl, you go. That was my activism for today, and I said I was targeted, and electronically you can't even get the FBI to answer a certified letter. Wow. So (laughs) they're all bad as far as
3: I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, good for you. Good for you. We all need to speak up. Oregon hi. You're
4: unmuted? I sent 200 pages to the FBI, certified, and um, Mark Gugliano, I heard his name mentioned on the news today. I don't know if he was fired or whatever, but this was uh, a couple of years ago, and he was the deputy director number two in charge, and they don't even have the decency to reply to even tell you that they received it, it, they read it, or anything about it. And, you know, you spend 200 pages of writing, uh, paper, printer ink, and then you get no respect. Well,
1: that's what I said. I mean, they could just acknowledge the fact right. that you received the
7: correspondence, but they don't even bother to do that.
4: No. They want nothing to do with us. We're, we're on a list there. And I'm very sure we are all on a list there at the FBI. And when any of us come through, the computer shows us, and they just disregard us. I don't even know if they read what we send.
3: Well, you know, I sent them an email. They had a report crimes thing online, and I sent them an email about the um, fact that somebody was claiming claiming pro- my property for his loans as collateral, and um, and I wrote them about that. And they came back and said, well, you've definitely had a crime committed against you, but then they referred me to some other agency in, within the government that could help me handle it. Then the other agencies said, well, we don't follow up the criminal action. We just take numbers. They were just, you know, acquiring numbers for crime. Okay. You know, nobody wanted to do anything. You just kind of pass that information on, you know. Very strange. So, you know, I I, I, I was thrilled that they responded, but their response was useless. <laughs> you know, is that?" Yeah, they told told
4: me I could not uh, deal with the local FBI, that I had to deal with Washington, D.C., because uh, my problem might be international, and the local FBI was not responsible. And we have a huge campus. We must have ten buildings here of the FBI. We are one of the largest in the country. Yeah. They don't serve the public, they don't serve this country or the its people as far as I'm concerned.
8: Yeah, what do they do?
3: <laughs> what do they do actually?
4: Not much. What yeah. like big paychecks, boy, big paychecks. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Is this Diane? It's Diane. Can't hear you. Yep, it's me. Hello. <coughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I was wondering a couple of weeks ago I, I I I brought this issue up and then, I, and then I I didn't follow up on it and I would like I think I'd like to. Um, I was wondering if anybody any of us have done something that's good for us in in furthering our cause or just for ourselves. If you've done something that you were afraid to do because they do like to fill us with fear. I mean I'm afraid to get my, I'm afraid to to connect my Verizon phone. I, why am I afraid? I have no idea, but I know it's a fear that's illogical. And I've got a lot of those things going on, and I'm just facing it a, sort of a day at a time, taking care of something that scares me. And I'm wondering if anybody else has, has done something like that or done something to help you, help your life move forward. Because I think we really need to do that. So if anybody else has. I'd sure like to know about it because we can keep ourselves healthy at the same time that we're fighting this. You know, we can keep our our own lives intact. In fact, I think we need to.
4: Well, I took the Citizens Against Harmful Technology psychiatric uh living will today to my local bank and asked to see my favorite officer and had it notarized. Four copies, and I have one in my wallet. And I think that's a big step forward that everybody needs to do. Good for you. And that shows that they can't do a thing to you to um, put you anyplace, and you can sue them for a million dollars, and it's, they give the case numbers that have won in the past. It's an excellent document. It's, um, it's, I reduced the size to, I think, 10-point, and it comes to be about three pages. And I, you don't have to have it notarized, just witness, but I felt notarization was better. I listed my two uh, executors. And uh, my lawyer and my primary care physician on there. I mean business. I'm not messing around with any of this crap you. anymore.
3: You're not going to have them.
4: Um, nope.
3: Throw you in anywhere. You right? got it. For, you got
4: it. You. They're going to get sued for a million bucks if they do. Good for you. Everybody you should do? do that.
9: What did you What did you do, Luda?
4: Say that. Okay. Again. Go to the CitizensAHT.org website. On there, there's a psychiatric living will copy it or download it. I can't remember if it's a PDF or whatever, but it had to be simple because I did it. And I um, went to my uh, notary at the bank. It can be witnessed, but I think I, I think a notarization for things is um, a little bit more legitimate. Yes. And I had it notarized, and she did four copies for me, and I said, she said, where are you off to now? And, it, and remember, it's bitterly cold here. It was like five degrees Right. I said, Well, I'm going over to Office Max to make some more copies of this thing to give it to everybody I know yeah. every doctor and every lawyer and every Indian chief. And she said, Well, how many copies do you want made? I said, make, I need to make seven more. She said, I'll make them right here. You don't have to go to Office Max. So she um, made them at the bank for me, and off I went. And I've got a ton of these copies, and I'll always carry one in my uh, purse or wallet. And it, it's an excellent, excellent document, and it shows cases that one. For people violating us and throwing us around, and um, I don't think it. I mean, if they touched me ever, I'd sue them. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm through with this. Good
3: for you. That's uh, and that, and we can go. Is that the group? Who is that group? Who who?
4: That's uh, Neil and Skizzit.
3: Yeah, but they have. Skizzit
4: wrote this. Skizzit prepared this document.
3: Very cool. Thank you.
4: A lot of research into it.
3: Thank you. Very
4: it's about cool. three and a half pages long.
3: Yeah.
4: And it's really written excellent in the beginning. You have to, you know, fill in your name. I I didn't do the writing. I did. I put it. I made it so into a word document so I could uh, fill in everything by typing because my typing is far better than my writing. But I I did record two executors to my. Willer Estate, I did a court. I'd like I've got 10 cents, yeah. and uh, my attorney, and my uh, primary care physician, there are four, you know, I, I've got, in other words, I've got teeth now, I've got people backing me up on this that can be notified immediately, sure. I've got this document that has cases that were one, I think there's three or four cases cited that were one over a million dollars for uh, violating a person's um, civil rights and throwing them into a psychiatric unit
3: uh-huh. for no
4: reason, which they do constantly.
3: Yeah. And
4: um, you can sue them, sure. Yeah, I think it's a great document. Every TI should do this.
3: Uh, I think that sounds excellent. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for telling us. That's, That's really what I've done this week. Like, good for you, and thanks for sharing it. You know, we do need, we need all the protection we can get just in case some smart aleck you know, cop mm-hmm. and uh, decides that he's going to take power and he's going to decide what happens to us. No, you know, no, he can't. There, and if you right.
4: put it on the front and the back side, you could do it in two pages, and that's not much to fold up neatly and small and to stick in your uh, purse or wallet, fellas, or whatever. It's really not a, a big wad of anything. I mean, it's to save our life. It is
3: so important for us to know our rights In facts. Whoa. I'm trying to figure out how we put that all in one place. I guess Terry's website, um, or uh, we need to we need to do some research into. Well, it's too big a subject for me to wrap my brain around right now. But we do need we need to know our rights. Absolutely, we need to know our rights. <laughs> and um, and I'm going to read a little bit about from Title 18, Section 241 tonight about what are what they. Are, the laws against their, you know, um, I, I'm sorry, I can't find words lately. But anyway, laws against their coming under our properties, uh, laws—the whole thing—it just—it says you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't intimidate. You can't oppress. You can't—you can't get in the way of anybody exercising their human rights, you know, basic rights. And, and there's do, a civil
4: disabilities act also for anybody who's got an any type of handicapping conditions where we're quite covered, and there's a lot of articles under that. So I, I use that as a reference as well.
3: I think a lot of us are taken advantage of because we don't know our rights, and they know that we don't know our rights, and therefore they kind of muscle us, you know, mm-hmm. push us around. And and if we don't know our rights, then we get pushed into places that we don't want to be. And then if we don't speak up, then they just take it as we're saying, fine. And, you know, and all of a sudden you're behind, uh, you're in a bed in a mental hospital. They can't do that to us. And I think nope. they think if they can get away with it, they will. But we don't need to let them do that stuff to us, you know?
4: See, they want everybody to be labeled schizophrenic because then you have no credibility. Yeah. And I wish I would have had this document 10 years or I would have thrown the book at somebody, let me tell you.
3: Yeah. Um, I was talking to, to Kyle the other day about about this, and he said that, that according to what he has now research, I don't know if his, I don't know who told him this, but apparently they are now saying that they can, people can become schizophrenic like as old as 50, 60, 70, they're suddenly schizophrenic Right. But that's not real, I mean, it's all, you know it starts when you're 15 or 18 or 20, you know, it starts early in life You know, and And
4: there is some genetic links to some people as well
3: But apparently, the DSM is stretching the timeline. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, of course, you know, um, of course, compliments of psychiatrists sitting around a table coming up with a variety of opinions on something. Okay. Okay, California, hi. You're unmuted. It's
10: Linda. Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi there. I wanted to share my experience with the document that Luda. Okay. I had done the same thing. I had had my lawyer. He, I, I had done the same thing that Luda suggesting. I had my lawyer. I had my lawyer sign it. I had it notarized. I had Derek sign it. I had somebody else I knew sign it. And um, when I had gotten 5150, and I had shown it to the hospital. They had never seen it and were taken aback by it. They didn't know what to do with it. And so they didn't take it very seriously. But when I finally got to speak to an advocate, which I was refused and denied access to an advocate until my third day, which is illegal, by the way. When I finally got to see an advocate on the third day, she was familiar with the document. And so it might behoove us in your area, if you're going to do this, you may want to find out who your legal advocate is in your area for mental illness and go talk to them and make sure that they've seen this document because it might be helpful for them to know that the document exists and to help you with your rights. But I was very upset that they denied me access to an advocate. That's illegal. They have to give you access to an advocate as soon as you're brought in. And they did not allow that with me. So I'm sure, as usual, the purpose has something to do with that, but just an added protection, you might want to check with your advocacy group, and and get them up to speed on it.
3: Yeah, no, I was ignoring my board there for a minute. I have to thank you, hon. Um, okay. Did I'm sorry. I'm I'm just responding to some. Did they take you seriously? Did they take what you showed them? Did they did it back them down at all?
10: The hospital didn't know what to do. The look on her face was shock. Yeah. The woman, the case manager, what look was on. But that was, again, the third day. They finally, the case manager finally met with me on the third day. All of this was stretched out. She should have met with me on the first day. But that day they did let me out and they had talked about keeping me in for another couple of weeks. And, um, and I had called Skizit and Skizit had said, get a list of people, of TIs that you know and their phone numbers, and you tell them that you have a list. Here are 10 people that you've talked to in the last week. None of them think you're suicidal. And you show them this list, and you give them the you know, the other document, which I already had. And all of that, I think, led them to let me go instead of keep me when they had said they were going to keep me.
3: Wow. So, Good. Both of Good. those <laughs> tactics. So it was you, effective, but it was effective. They did let you go.
10: They did let me go, and I think the list of names of people and their phone yes. numbers, and I said call any one of them. Call all of them. I said call right. every one of them.
3: It, you let them know you're not isolated. You know, you've yeah. help. Good for you.
10: So that was Skizet's suggestion, so an A-plus wow. for Skizet. Yes.
3: Yeah. And I think, you guys, I think we should all go to Neil's um, newsletter and see what has been written up there, or... Um, Luda, was that on his newsletter or was that on their site, Living Will? Luda, are you still with us? Luda, okay, I went to meet you, Luda. Ah, gotcha. Is this Luda? Well, anyway, um, well, I'm. It, it's got to be uh, either on his website or on in his newsletter. But if I were you, I would go do that. I know I'm going to. Uh, I'm pretty
10: sure that it's on his website, but I actually got it off the Internet. If you search on the title of it, um, Uh, I think it's Psychiatric Living Will. There's another organization, another mental health organization that they got that from, so you can get it from their website.
3: Very good. That's so important for us to know our rights and to not let them throw us into anything, you know, without protection. Thank you, Linda. Appreciate your adding that. Yeah. Um, uh, citizens, yes. Thank you, Guest Seven. Guest Seven just put the the um, link in the room. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um. Where's my okay? Very cool. Thank you. We got a lot of good information there this time. Well, they always do, but this is really very cool. Oh, there he is, and right there, psychiatric living will, Uh, download PDF. This is a good thing for us to have, you guys. It's on the right hand side. Just scroll down. Just scroll down, and right on the right hand side, it says psychiatric living will. It's really easy for us to have, to print out, and to have it signed and keep it on you, you know. And also, as Linda suggested, have names on there. Have names for contacts. And uh, that, too, will help them know you're not isolated. You've got people you can connect with, and they can't just disappear you, you know, for the moment or for whatever, okay? Good. Well, thanks. Did anybody else do anything good this week? Good for themselves? Hi, Linda. This is Katie from Colorado. Hi, Katie. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm okay.
11: Thanks. Yeah, I've been getting, I mean, just hammered harder every day. Yeah. This year. It's yeah. just every day it's more intense. Every day, I mean, I'm in a uh, public housing apartment building, so I've got neighbors all over the place and... Three-fourths of my apartment uh, complex at least participates in it. And, uh, and, and then I get the uh, synthetic telepathy on top of that 24-7. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, it requires a lot of meditation, uh, self-discipline, and I'm getting better. The, the more they throw at me, the better I get. And I'm, I, I'm ashamed a little bit because I hear people saying, you know, all these positive things they're doing. And I'm I'm kind of in survival mode right now. Well,
3: sometimes that's the most positive thing you can do. You know, if they keep you busy with survival, that's what you got to do. This
11: isn't bad
12: coffee, is it? Oh.
3: Uh, Terry, you're unmuted. Terry,
12: I heard you. Yeah. I mute myself. Hold on.
3: <laughs>
11: okay. Linda, I had a uh, a really fun experience because. Yeah, My gang stalking is so heavy. Um, you know, it starts the moment I walk out my front door.
3: Yeah. Um,
11: but and somehow they've been doing something. My car won't start one out of every six or seven times. There's nothing wrong with my battery. Yeah. Um, but I had one of my gang stalkers sitting in his car. When I went out to my car, which they do all the time, they'll just sit in their car when it's 10 degrees out like any normal person would, you know, without it running, they're just sitting there. <laughs>
4: um,
11: well, my car wouldn't start. Yeah. I mean, I've seen this guy dozens of times. I've never said a word.
13: Uh-huh. And I
11: just knocked on his window of his truck and said, excuse me, I can't get my car to start. Could I get a jump from you? I've got the cable. <laughs> Uh, good for you. And he was so shocked he did it. Uh, and I mean, uh, you know, I was thanking him, telling him how kind he
13: was. Well, <laughs> and he
11: he was hating it. He didn't say a word. Well, too bad. But I got my car started, and exactly. I was just, i felt really good about handling it that way. Beautiful. We're one thing on, uh, very helpful for me just to ignore. This has been going on so long. Yeah. I don't feel that they're going to do anything. That they can get in criminal trouble for.
3: Well, now, and we have all sort of begun to to face them now, you know, um, yeah, or to to be more uh, more uh, what can you call it? I'm sorry, you know, confront them more or do something that is clearly just not paying attention to the nonsense. And I that sounds to me like you did something very good, very good for yourself this week. You know, that's. That's quite a, I think that's quite a step. It's a big step. It's just even
11: yeah. four or five months ago, I was, you know, if somebody was, like, hanging out in my parking spot and, you know, just loitering there just, just to make me say something or wait, you know, I would get kind of angry and yeah. say things I probably shouldn't have. And I, I'm just I'm sticking with this new approach. I'm just smiling. <laughs> Good to so you. That's. The worst they're gonna get out of me is a smile, Good. for everybody. You know, if don't smile back. I, I, you know, I'm sorry. Something's not going well with you. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing well spiritually. I think is what it comes down to. And I guess it I think that's right. what really matters. Yeah. And I think when I look at it in the from the spiritual perspective. In the end, we win, and I know that.
3: So. Yeah, I think if we if we stay connected to our to that energy, whatever energy we feel we can, you know, is good for us. Um, I think and and just begin to address this as though you don't, you know, you're not bothering me in the least, and you know, just not reacting. Um, I think that's brilliant, and I do think that's how we will. That will help us a lot in this in this battle of getting them to stop, because I think they've been banking on us reacting, you know, just becoming outraged because they do pick on you until you're ready to scream. Uh, but if we just don't give them what they want, I think we're in much better shape. This was
5: just locked off twice, and the book just by with a dog. I your phone number. I need myself.
3: Linda, your phone, I can't we can't hear you. You're it, it's very muted, you're very muffled. How's that? Move, did you did you move? Are you standing in a <coughs> place? Better. Hello? Hi. I was
5: just saying that um I was telling you about the living world, they knocked me off the phone twice the first day when we give her that information. And then I had a lot of my trips to the doctors was walked on the trip was so mad. Two lights on in the three. lights under the sun floor.
4: her so bad (laughs) I just wanted to see how far she'd fly yeah I
3: apologize (laughs) profusely you know
4: (laughs) (laughs) oh I'm so sorry I just I didn't know you were there
3: (laughs) and then take your foot back real yeah
4: they're supposed to be intimidating me I'm sure she took five pictures of me too but that's okay anything they see me wear then they go and steal it Oh, that is not cool
3: excuse me I'm just going to say something on uh, Northwest New York, uh, that you're up there right under me, you've got uh, um, you've asked to be unmuted. You're in. You you access the call through the moderator's access code, and I can't unmute you. So I, I'm not going to because Good. I don't know who you are. Good. I think
4: that might be Kevin.
3: Well, it also might be. Uh, it could be anybody. You know, they could because be the he same. comes
4: in through that. I don't know where he lives, but I'm in Northwest New York, and I have no clue about this guy. And he just comes on and all he wants to do is when is this gonna stop? So, you know, I, I we we are so patient and we're working some of us so hard writing and, and running around and doing all kinds of things and, and yet we have people just when is this gonna stop? That's not the way it works.
3: No. No, you come in and you, you tell us what you've done to help it stop. That's what that's how we get ahead, you know? Yeah, that
4: that person coming doing that and they know they're doing that coming in the way they are is very wrong.
3: They, that puts them in control of, the it can. I'm not sure what it can do.
4: Are they but, truly a target? That's what I first questioned.
3: Well, yeah. Anybody who comes in under the with on on a moderator's um under a moderator's you know uh, pin. Um, I'm sorry. I'm the only moderator here for tonight. Sorry. I'm not. Can you delete
4: it. them or mute them permanently yeah. or something?
3: Well, I I muted them so totally. oh, And they want to be unmuted, and I'm not doing that.
4: No, um, so. that's ridiculous. Yeah.
3: We don't they know better. Yeah, they do know better. Yes, they do. Um, okay, you, guys. So did anybody else do something for themselves this week that helped them move forward in their life or with their stocking or anything with uh, reference? Also, if you've been researching, let us know. That's such a good thing for you to be doing, um, knowing more about what we're what this is so you can converse with people from a more informed base. That's that's When did
12: the sleeping count?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Terry, sleeping counts. <laughs> okay. So I get I get no no brownie points for last night. I didn't sleep at all. Um
12: <laughs> You didn't I tried to call you all night.
3: Yeah, my phone phone was busy all night I gather. Yeah?
12: Yeah, that was very strange that your phone was busy, busy, busy. Because you, you have a call waiting and stuff. I know it, that oh, was that, strange.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Well, they've got one of my phones when they broke in that time. So I think they yeah. messed with my phones a lot, you know?
12: But actually, overall, guys, I think last week was a really good week for us.
3: And? Okay.
12: Well, we got the VISA thing that's coming out that's putting more direction on the FBI and the DOD the DOJ about corruption and them not doing things properly. That opens up another avenue to get people to listen to us. And, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Trump's kind of coming down on things that aren't being done right by the government. It's getting a lot of bad press, but that can work very much into our advantage, you know, especially with William Benny there on the scene. So, and, uh, we got some new t i s out there wanting to start groups and do some different things, and it's really looking good yeah. i I think we're getting a great jump on the year
3: yeah i well, yeah, a lot of information's coming out i I despise the situation from what I heard about it i I tried to find a copy of it and really couldn't find a legible one like you know like you did um, uh but he's not getting. Apparently, what what came out is that there was no nefarious reasons for this um, Russia search.
5: Hello?
3: That that it really, it sort of undercut what he was trying to prove. He's trying to prove, you know.
9: Yeah? I have to agree with that. Uh, Hi, it's Hi, Rosie. Hi, Hi, Um, I was looking for the truth of the matter, and oh my God, it's impossible. Uh, You know, he said, she said, sometimes I think this is all being orchestrated to get us into a civil war and um, tear our country apart, Um, possibly for the globalists who want the one world government, so, you know. I don't know. This is just, um, you know, the Democrats and the Republicans. I've never seen them fight like this.
3: No, but on this issue, they're kind of on the same page, that there's no yeah. basis for anybody to say that this is a useless, needless um, in, in inquiry, you know. Um,
9: well, I think we can all use this situation.
3: Okay.
9: Um I think that, we, in fact, I put something on Facebook that said if Donald Trump is being politically targeted, he's not the only one. Uh, Have you heard about targeted individuals? Um, What's being done to them would really shock the nation. And a number of people, including people who aren't targeted, jump on that bandwagon right away. It was um, a very well-received post. Uh So I uh, suggest that all TIs use what's going on in our nation to start talking about political targeting because not all of us are politically targeted, but there are some of us who certainly are. A lot of us. You know, Karen Stewart comes to mind and um, all kinds of people I can, I you know, I couldn't name all the TIs that I've heard of that went up against somebody, you know, usually yeah. in local government and, you know, got shut down.
3: The good thing is this is being talked about. A, a inappropriate surveillance is now being talked about.
5: The possibility That's right
3: the possibility of of inappropriate surveillance is now out in front of the whole nation, you know, and that makes our our job a little easier.
9: And, you know, we have to look for, I'm always looking for how to use anything that comes along. Um, This story is basically about political targeting, so we need to use that. But it's also about fabricating evidence. And we need to use that. And we don't have to side with either party to do that. We can just say, you know, look, we've been talking about this for years now, that evidence is being fabricated, that there's political targeting, that there's all kinds of targeting for all kinds of reasons. And, you know, here we go. Now the nation is actually looking at this issue in a big way. So it's a good time for us to remind everybody um, that we've been talking about this for some time. And it's, uh, you know, something we need to uh, acknowledge perhaps and, um, you open up your mind a little bit because we have been talking about this for years and years and years, and now it's in the public eye. Right? Okay. Just the whole concept of targeting and fabricated evidence, whether it's true or not, they can argue, I don't care, you know, go for it, you know, kill each other. I, I'm looking for the applications for us, because... We need to get out of our agony here and, and get our lives back. So yeah. I hope um, this is good for the nation. On a, you know, I, I I just hope this isn't a, a civil war that's being planned or something. Anyways, something else came up. Um, I went to the library today because I my internet's been shut off at my home. Long story, I won't go into it, but um, it has to do with my cell phone being jammed without a doubt. In fact, I have the FCC looking into it, and my provider, and and they all say I should have service, and I have proof that it's being jammed, so we'll see what happens with that. But um, I was so I went to the library today because I wanted to print out a few things. And um, I just thought I'd take a look at the targeted justice website Um, because, I don't know if you saw it, Linda, but, you know, the person B, and I'm not sure who he is, but he has a radio show, and he calls himself B, and he's a targeted individual. And he is on Facebook, and he was... uh, inviting people to participate in the class action losses. Um And I got a lot of, oh, yeah, you know, lots and lots and lots and lots of people said, add me, add me, add me. I mean, it was, you know, well-received. Anyway, so I thought I would um, look into this a bit more and see what they're doing. So I went to their website. And the first thing I saw was latest news. Um. Targeted individual wins uh hearing in court um and it's about a man called Jack Christiana oh, good for him and oh, won a one victory in this case against the chief of police in the city of Huntington Beach, yeah the evidence was overwhelmingly in the Christianist, Mr. Christiana's favor. Wow. Um, that is, you can go to right. um, dot com and see that and find out more about that. But this is the thing that really blew my mind, and I was wondering if anybody can confirm this or knows more about this. Um uh, it was published January 22nd, 2018. Attention, targeted individuals worldwide. Um, we need your help. Help us identify whistleblowers. Um, and
3: this is on their website?
9: This is on their website, Um Help us identify with the words, Air Force personnel or contractors that work at Peterson Air Force Base or Shriver Air Force Base that are able to confirm that the U.S. Air Force is targeting civilians using microwave military weapons. We suspect that enlisted personnel at Shriver Air Force Base are pushing the button as this is one of the most top secret bases in the world. Be a detective and help us do the research. LinkedIn shows 4,400 people in Colorado Springs with the keyword satellite. (laughs) This is one place to look. Um, And then January 4th, 2018, We have learned that the Air Force Space Command in Colorado Springs, Colorado is the organization that operates the satellites that are targeting individuals all over the world.
3: Which military base is that? Did you say Air Force?
9: Air Force Space Command in Colorado Springs, Colorado.
3: Okay.
13: don't know. If
9: you are a targeted individual anywhere in the world, the person that pushes the button to hit you with microwaves sits at a computer desk located at Peterson Air Force Base or Shriver Air Force Base. These two Air Force bases comprise the largest satellite operation centers in the world. With more than 175 satellites under their control. If your family members are being hit with subliminal messages and turned against you, this is the organization that has their GPS coordinates and keeps track of them. General John W. Raymond is the commander. More details in the technical section. And then there are links, which I didn't have time to click on. I've got to go back. And then it says, these are the senior officers over the bases. And there's a whole list of all the officers. I mean, I came across this and I said, what? (laughs) Wow. Wow. We know who's doing this? Um, Yeah, really? Really? I mean, uh, I mean you know these people uh, you know I know a lot of the people that are targeted justice and they then not flos so um this um this demands a, some more um research and and um some conversation with these people like how did you? How do you know this? <laughs> right. Where did you
3: get this from? Absolutely. Because that's all uh, information.
9: Uh, so look at that website, uh, targetedjustice.com, yeah. yeah. and you'll see this on the first page, I believe. That's where I found it. Um, I, yeah, I was pretty surprised by this. Um, anyway, that's my news.
8: Well,
3: that's the most precise information we've heard so far about who is behind this, who is responsible has been one of our biggest problems. You know, it's been such a big subject, you know. This, well,
9: if this can be verified,
3: yeah, yeah.
9: I will personally camp out there.
3: <laughs>
7: and, as I'll long as
9: and I'll go. <laughs> as long yeah. as it's legal,
7: yeah.
9: as long as I cannot, you know, be arrested, I think all TIs should go there
5: well, immediately. Right. Come all <laughs> over
9: the country. I mean, if this can be verified, that these are the people hurting us?
3: Yeah, I can't imagine. If that's true, it's like somebody really slipped, uh, you know, uh, because this puts them on the radar of a lot of people who are not happy.
9: Well, you know, if anybody knows any of the members of Targeted Justice, please call them. Tell them to call in and discuss Mm -hmm. this with us. And verify this and tell us how we know this is true.
3: Um, I will do because
9: that. you know when you talk about anything you're doing, whether it's a class action lawsuit or a protest or um, publishing information, this is essential information.
3: Oh, that
9: this is huge! This is huge. I, I mean, I couldn't believe what I was reading. I'm like, oh, really?
3: Well, did, you know, Yaya's on the on the committee. So is Karen Stewart I know. and Jack Christiana, um, and, uh, and Doug Cruz. Doug Cruz. Yeah. Um, I. And Doug I Cruz and
9: uh, Richard Lighthouse. 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 Yeah. Lighthouse, Lighthouse. Um, yeah you know, um, I want to hear more about this, and I don't have contact information okay. for any of these people personally. So please invite them on the call. If you do yeah, speak to them, say please get on the calls. And,
5: uh, they, uh, they do have email addresses
9: list, listed incidentally. Um, yeah, I well, I, I have, uh, you know, I've joined the lawsuit, I hope. I mean, I did hit, uh, get some response from Doug, um, but not when I decided to join, I did not get a confirmation. Uh, mm-hmm. I did put oh, on. Just
3: minute, yeah, just a minute, honey. Doug is really inundated. He's got a lot, you know a lot on his plate right now, but he, and he's he's in back. charge
4: of membership.
3: Yeah, he's getting. Yeah. he's getting
4: back. I'm on
9: public awareness. That's what he said. Yeah. I saw a Facebook post where everybody was saying, "I want to join. I want to join. I want to join." Yeah. I mean, it just went on and on and on.
5: But <laughs> he
9: said... Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, that's what they do to me. Uh he said, um, Okay, guys, I'm really behind. I you know, it's a good kind of busy, but I've got like hundred and fifty emails to answer and uh-huh. um Yeah.
5: Yeah.
9: Anyways, uh, this blew my mind. Uh, I think everybody should look at it. Um there are links there if somebody could look at it and uh, start clicking on the links and tell me more. I'd, I'd be happy because I cannot get internet from my house right now.
5: Okay. Um, <laughs> your yeah. You.
9: yeah. Yeah. It's uh, well, you know. Yeah. I'll that's,
3: talk to, uh, I'll, I'll talk to Doug. Um, hopefully, I can get a hold of Doug. We had a long talk not too long ago. And by the way, they are they are requesting volunteers. If you want to, if you've got some sort of any legal background at all. Or um, specific, I don't know if you're really good inputting information on computers. There are
4: about yeah. five uh, different teams. There's the medical, there's legal, public awareness. Um, there's they're listed, I believe, somewhere there. And um,
9: well, I was about to volunteer, and they cut off my internet. And um, when I tried to, you know, I saw the Facebook posting I had. Got in touch with Doug. I'd asked him a question, he answered, and then I, you know, went back to say, okay, sign me up, and that's when he didn't respond, and I guess he had gotten really busy. But I did see the Facebook posting. I tried to put a comment to say, yes, 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 I'm in. I um, Add me, please. And um, the bastards just kept jamming my phone. I couldn't add the comment. I had to walk down you know down my long driveway to a street to post a comment and then all of a sudden the, the targeting got much worse and so I don't know if that's why they've been cutting off my internet just trying to keep the numbers down on this lawsuit or uh, to keep me from finding out this information I mean this Blew my mind. And this
3: read.
9: is the satellite center in the world,
1: Linda. Yeah.
3: Linda. Yes,
1: Beth. Yes, Beth. Hi. hi, 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 Linda. This is Beth. How are you doing? Oh, uh, hi, okay. Ro- uh, yeah. Hi, Rosemary. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Um, uh, good. Um, I just wanted to uh, add. I remember I, I I read that too on the uh, TargetedJustice.com website. What well, I learned even long before that. I think I mentioned it on a call, but no, I guess it wasn't. I don't know. It was just a lot of general discussion, I guess, at the time. But I had read the Air Force is in charge of all the military satellites. Huh. And when I read that about the Shriver Air Force Base and the other one, uh, the Peterson Air Force Base, mentioned, I mean, like, like you said, Rosemary, I thought, I mean, maybe if, they, if they're able to find some kind of connection with them, for them to 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 directly say they're responsible, they need to have some backing on that. Because what I I'm read about saying, the Air I Force, they're, be they're be in charge actually. of all the military satellites and they only use half of the military satellites. I think there's like 1,400 or something like that and they only use half of them. So I don't, I mean, I didn't, it was surprising to me that they would know specifically about these Air Force bases because do they have any anything backing up, you know, uh, directly saying they're responsible? Because I, I all all I'm saying is, I know the Air Force is in charge of all the military satellites right, uh, and that's all I remember I'd learn about it, but if it's those two specifically, then that would help our case. but I just like like you said, I wondered if they're if they actually have something you know on these bases that they can connect with uh with what's going on with us but they are they're in charge of all the military satellites right well, and we've got oh, here, here in Florida here in Florida now I've gotten a lot of uh, my targeting started with uh, messages, or I was or like puzzles. I was supposed to figure out, like read between the lines. They're sending me all kinds of stuff in my spam. Here in Florida, I even did a check on all the military bases on the east and west coast. Here in Florida, we've got three naval, two Hi. air force bases, Hi. and one army, and, what I'm, and we've got we also have NASA. So I mean, like I said, the two air force bases in Colorado. I'm I'm curious myself. Do they have anything going, you know, anything on these air force bases that back up what they said on the website?
3: Well, they're very serious yeah. about having valid backup. Uh, I don't think they put them out there because I was talking about something I thought was very important that they have put there. And oh, uh, I agree.
1: I agree. Yeah, I, I just hope, I just didn't know it was them specifically. Right, I didn't.
9: Right.
3: Well, what I've been. Told. I, want verific- I want
9: verification. I want verification I have learned. Well, I've always been this way, but it's been um, strengthened by being a GI is You don't talk about something you can't prove. Period. You know, you just don't. I wrote a book about this stuff. You know, and mm-hmm. I have a blog, and I have I have articles out there. And the um, I I just have one rule about all that, which is don't say it if you can't prove it.
1: Exactly, you know, exactly. That, I'm, I'm the same way. That's why when I read about um, the, uh, so Air Force being in charge of all of them, I thought, how do they know it was those two in particular? That's what I was wondering. But,
9: you know, I've had one desire throughout all of this, and that is, you know, and we're talking about watching my animals tortured and myself being tortured. And um, I, I could go on and on, but you all know. And I've had one desire. I've had many desires, but one of my desires is I want to look in the eyes of somebody who did this because this is impersonal. This isn't like, you know, in the Snowden movie, he gets really, you watch this man who was a patriot start to become uh, an activist and then he whistleblower. And one of the things but that really doesn't. And could you stop that noise whoever's making I would it?
3: I hope so. Somebody, you're making some background noise. Could you mute your phone? If you Thank you so right much. Now? Thanks. Just, just um, mute your phone. you know, and
9: yeah. Go ahead. In the Snowden movie, he walks into a room and there are guys at a computer and they they're killing people in the Middle East with drones. And it's it's the beginning of the unraveling for him. It's you know, um, that's what I feel about this program. I think there are people behind computers, and they don't see who I am. They don't see my eyes. They don't see the tears going down my cheeks. They're just it's incredible, completely impersonal warfare completely impersonal. You're just a blip on the screen. You know? Um, I want to look in the faces of the people doing this. That's one of my goals. You know? Yeah,
3: yeah. Somebody is moving around. Do you want to mute yourself? Just hit star six. And then you can star six again to unmute yourself. I Just don't make me mute you. <laughs> We don't want to go through that.
9: Thank you. Anyways, I will go. If this is verified, I will go and I will invite every TI in the country to go with me.
3: And take a little road trip. Yeah. yeah. We'll
9: we go pay them a visit, you know, <laughs> and say, hey, we hear that this is one of the projects you're working on. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll bring some pictures of our relatives who no longer talk to us and our animals that have been killed. And um, I can bring some pictures of my car that was destroyed, the second one they destroyed. And uh, you know, I mean, we'll bring some things to share with them.
3: Well, we've got uh, Terry's got a a memorial site on his uh, website that are. Shows or and talks about people who have died as a result of this.
9: Yeah, right.
3: You know, and that's I think very, very. Well, in military
9: speak, honey, that's just collateral damage.
3: Exactly. That's how they see it. But that's my point
9: is to personalize this.
3: Yeah,
9: I hear you. Okay. It's like the military have their humanity bashed out of them. I don't blame them. Okay, one of the first things they do to guys or girls is bash the humanity right out of them and depersonalize them and train them not to think, not to feel, just to follow others. Because you can't have an army that's effective without doing that. Okay? Okay. I I mean, I get it. I get it. You know, and if there was some big mean boogeyman attacking us, I'd say yay, Jean but you're attacking your own people, which is different. (laughs) (laughs) You're attacking old ladies, and I include myself in that. I'm not trying to be derogatory, Uh, you know. I include myself in that. You're attacking defenseless children, defenseless animals. What the hell is the matter with you? And that's what I want to
3: ask. I think that makes sense, and I will. I'll talk to Doug tomorrow if I can get a hold of him and ask him if he he knows about that and what what yeah. you know how how valid is this information or is this just something that they're investigating you know or is this real, right you know and we can, we can find out he'll tell us. Okay.
9: Thank you so much. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Get on Derek's call and say what you found out, or invite them to come on Derek's call tomorrow. Night okay, and I can say
5: read.
9: yeah. Him. What's going on here? Is this real? You know? Um, I can tell you know, that. how do we verify this?
3: Well, I think it would be good for them to come on the calls anyway to give us an update, let us know what's going on, and see if everybody's signed up to be on the, this lawsuit that will hopefully go somewhere and be able to protect us, you know? Um, you never know. I know that Brian, too, has said that no lawsuit will survive because... You can't get an expert witness to come forward because, well, he knows what will happen to him. On, uh, uh, uh. I think once the um, once the country is more aware of what's going on, it won't be quite so scary. It'll be more obvious if they start deleting people like expert witnesses. I do think there will come a time very soon that we can do something quite powerful, like a lawsuit, mm-hmm. that is just succeed. You know? um,
9: I oh, I agree. I think... You know, everything's changing every day yeah. in this country. Very yeah.
3: quickly and, in our, and, and it's moving forward for us. Things are happening. It's like exponentially yeah. picking up speed. You know, it started moving and all of a sudden it's moving and it's picking up speed and we're getting information out and we are notifying people. And I think probably what Terry's campaign has generated a lot of activity across the country and people... Getting documents out, because all of a sudden somebody pops up on the call we'll talk about what was going on when they were handing out documents, and they had never mentioned that they were going to, so we didn't we don't really know how many people are doing that, you know, but we know it's happening mm-hmm. all across the country So that's I think the only way we're ever is to you know inform inform the people and and make it so that if if politicians don't take care of this. Well, we won't vote them back in, you know. And if enough people know, they we got a lot of voters on our side. You know, it'll take. That's a, while. a very
5: good point.
3: Yeah, it, it, it'll take a while, but um, we're moving forward. It it just is. We we can't go back. I don't think any of us want, would would give up and say, you know, I'll just go back and take this till the end of my days. That's not where. That's not why we're on these calls. That's not why we're doing this. You know. Yeah,
9: you know, I always thought, look, you know, I've been to the FBI twice. Once I was with 65 TIs down in Los Angeles, and another time I was with five TIs. And we were told by the agent, oh, if this is about microwaves, it'll be classified. There's nothing I can do for you.
3: And they didn't
9: Well, I'm sorry, but that actually goes against the guilt of office. And... You can't classify crimes. <laughs> That's against the law. Well, um, yeah, well it's not going, you know. to, not going to
3: get any, we're not going to get anywhere until we until we inform the public. You know, we inform them. We give them information. We hand them this you know, facts of what's going on and and then they help somebody else understand it, you know, because this will get to everybody if if it just stops. You know? Yeah. If will.
5: yeah.
3: And I think we, um, yeah. That's why we have yeah. it. And along those lines, I want to again read, I, not, I promise I won't do this every week, but I do want to read Ted Gunderson's affidavit again. Uh, I know a lot of you have heard it, but I, every time I read it, I see something new. And other people have said they see something new or hear something new. Um, and it's more convincing every time, okay? And this, this is Ted Gunderson. He was a, a special agent in charge of the FBI, Memphis, and uh, Dallas field offices. He, um, and then he was also in Los Angeles. He was the head of the entire FBI in Los Angeles with over 700 employees and a budget over $22 million. Okay, And he states, I have read the complaint. Oh, by the way, the complaint was, was to get the FBI and the DOJ to release documents concerning gang stalking. And concerning the fact that they were being stalked, and were, we're submitting that information to the DOJ and the FBI, and pretty much nothing was getting done, and people wanted, and this guy wanted to know why, and so he, what he wanted to, what he did was file a FOIA request, and um, and they wouldn't respond, and so then he filed a lawsuit, and they, which which had this affidavit connected to it, okay, um, okay. Um, I have read the complaint in the current action of Mr. Keith LaBella against FBI and DOJ. It is my professional opinion based on information, knowledge, and belief that the information sought by Mr. LaBella in this FOIA lawsuit regarding gang stalking, gang stalking groups, and gang stalking methods reasonably describes an ongoing active covert nationwide program that is in effect today, and based on my investigation and experience, has been operational since at least the early 1980s. Since the 1980s, gang stalking has increased in scope, intensity, and sophistication by adapting to new communications and surveillance technology, which we all experience. They. These programs are using the code names Echelon Program, Carnivore Systems, and Tempest Systems. The Echelon Program is administered by the NSA out of Fort Meade, Maryland, and monitors all email and phone calls in the world. Carnivore Systems is administered by the NSA out of Fort Meade, Maryland, and can download any computer system without. Being traced or otherwise known to the owner. Known to the owner. Campus systems can decipher what is on any computer screen up to a quarter of a mile away. These programs are negatively impacting thousands of Americans and severely abusing their civil rights on a daily basis. Um, Number four, based on my investigative work, which includes intelligence from sources such as active and former members of the intelligence uh, services, including the FBI, CIA, and NSA, and military intelligence, information from informants active in criminal enterprise, and victim testimonies. I have come to the conclusion that thousands of victims have been targeted by an illegal government rogue criminal enterprise, that is active 24 hours a day within the United States. This conspiracy is far too active to be controlled controlled or operated by private enterprise whose uh, goals are achieving financial gain. These operations require extensive financing with no return on the investment. This program this program's operations are Ah, financed by illegal black operations, i.e. narcotics, prostitution, child kidnapping, children sell at covert auctions for up to $50,000 per child, human trafficking, gambling, and other rackets. I have documentation and know that throughout the U.S., operating 24 hours a day and 7 days a week, there is a Central Command located within the U.S. with multiple satellite offices whose administration can instantly initiate surveillance, phone taps, and harassment against any individual in the country. They have the technology, financing, and manpower to dispense illegal surveillance and harassment against anyone at any time, day or night. I have files on my on numerous cases of active, programmatic, illegal government harass- harassment currently being conducted against thousands of Americans, this makes the FBI's former COINTEL program, which I worked on, including in a supervisory capacity, look like a Sunday school program by comparison. I firmly believe that the most in- individuals, that most individuals working for the FBI other intelligence agencies and government overall government overall are honest, law abiding public servants. However, a sophisticated network of rogue operatives has secretly infiltrated the FBI, other intelligence agencies, including the CIA and other key government positions. This rogue element seeks personal power and wealth and considers themselves above the law and the constitution. They are one of the aforementioned surveillance and harassment activities. Just a minute, my phone is somebody's call just a minute. Um they are carrying out the aforementioned surveillance and harassment activities in conjunction with organized crime. The cult movements in America, including satanic cults and other commercial and political interests, and even misguided civic organizations and neighborhood groups, Uh, the illegal surveillance and harassment programs is being called gang stalking and organized stalking by the victims targeted by it. The victims are targeted for a variety of reasons including government and corporate whistleblowers, parties to financial and employment disputes, parties to marital disputes, usually divorced women, and even jilted paramours, uh, journalists covering controversial issues, and even attorneys and private investigators representing unpopular clients or interests have been targeted by this program. Individuals targeted by the program have been subjected to illegal and unconstitutional phone taps, (coughs) excuse me, phone taps, illegal rerouting of business, and private phone calls for purposes of harassment, illegal audio bugging, surreptitious entry into homes, offices and vehicles, uh, visual surveillance in the home conducted by illegal placement of miniature remote wireless cameras, often accessible via internet, illegal internet spyware, illegal GPS tracking, often through their own mobile phones, Um, regular, fixed, and mobile surveillance, mail misdirection, mail theft, and tampering, financial and employment sabotage, slander campaigns, as we all experience, slander campaigns and community ostracizing, internet disinformation and smear campaigns, poisoning, assaults, and murder, illegal setups on drug charges and other felony charges, amongst many other civil rights abuses. Um, In addition to high-ranking members of the FBI, other intelligence services and the government, overall wealthy, powerful members of criminal syndicates, multimillionaires, and corporate elite are using the government gang-stalking program to harass enemies. They can get a targeted individual harassed or the rest of that individual's life. Individual cases of gang stalking lasting for over a decade are common. The higher status members of the gang stalking conspiracy initiate the gang stalking and coordinate logistics and funding. Lower echelon government rogue operatives, lower ranking members of the military, okay, military, um, petty criminals, and street thugs perform the actual grunt work of daily monitoring and harassment of individuals targeted by this program. Based on my professional experience, extensive intelligence information, and belief, it is my professional opinion that the FBI is involved in and has investigative files on the subject of gang stalking, related gang stalking methods, and gang-stalking groups in the FBI, vast intelligence files that are responsive to Mr. LaBella's FOIA complaint. Furthermore, I have personally referred numerous victims of gang-stalking to the appropriate agents at the FBI for investigation of their cases. I have also furnished the FBI with documentation of an active international child kidnapping ring, probably operated by rogue CIA agents. The FBI has ignored my request to investigate even though it is their responsibility to investigate kidnappings. I have a, I have a contact in Germany who advises me that the CIA has, been, has set up secret operations on U.S. military bases for the kidnapping, sale and trafficking of children worldwide god this is amazing the fbi may be using a unique code name and nomenclature for the gang stalking phenomena in their in its records however this is a semantic difference and in no way changes my professional opinion that the fbi has investigative files on the nationwide phenomena of gang stalking <laughs> described in reasonable and specific detail in Mr. LaBella's FOIA complaint. And then he goes on to just adds a little bit of extra information. But if, if anybody's family or friends or parents or whatever doesn't believe you, you need to get your hands on this document and show it to them because this is just so, so concise, so powerful. You know, this guy was ahead of the FBI uh, – Los, in Los Angeles, and he's writing this. He did die three months later, by the way. This was April 2011. And he died uh, in, June, July, in July of 2011. Um, he did have cancer. Some people think he, think he was poisoned. He, his fingernails were black, uh, which I think is cyanide. I'm not sure that, which that indicates for sure, but there was, um, there was he died, and he could no longer help Mr. LaBella with his lawsuit after that. But this is conclusive information for us, and I think we need to know this, and we need to be able to give it to people who don't believe us and tell them, you know, read that and don't believe me, you know? I want yeah. to also read Title 18, USC, Section 241, because there are, they, 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 these people do have, we have laws against this that are, have severe penalties. And that's why, and and are they, do, does anybody uphold our laws? Not at this point, but we're getting, when we're, when we have our information, information, knowledge is power. When we know what kind of laws are being broken and we can point to that, we have more power than if we just say, oh, I don't know, somebody broke, you know, if we yeah. know what's going on. Okay. Okay. The, the Title 18, USC Section 241. If two or more persons, conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person in any state, territory, commonwealth, possession, or district or district, in the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured to him by the Constitution or laws of the United States or because of his having so exercised the same, that person shall be fined under this title, or imprisoned for not more than 10 years, or both. And if death results from the acts committed in violation of this section, or if if such acts include kidnapping, or an attempt to kidnap, aggravated sexual abuse, or an attempt to commit aggravated sexual abuse, or an attempt to kill, they shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for any term of years or for life, or both, or maybe sentenced to death, okay? That's what we get to know. That's how serious this activity that we're subjected to is. They can't come in your home and, and say, we've got to. You know, there is a, there are some serious laws against what they're doing, and we need to know that. I mean, sometimes I start taking uh, responsibility for what's, what's happening to me. I think, well, I should I should have figured out that, they were going to come in and steal those documents. Well, no, you know we we can't figure out everything ahead of time. You know, I just think that those are two really important documents that we need to we need to know. They're all on Terry's site website. Okay, and does anybody have? I a, have. Um, yeah,
9: I really appreciate you reading those. I had read the uh, Ted Gunderson many years ago but it's been a while and that is something that needs to be printed out and carried.
1: Very powerful. I think it is. Um, I like hearing it every once in a while, Linda, so thanks for okay. reading it. it <laughs> I, have
9: one, uh, I have one more um, thing I wanted to report and then I'm going to you know, mute myself and, and stop talking but this one was another thing I went to the library to um, Print out. Um, you know, uh, they say that our targeting is worse if we have heavy metals in our body. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a great guy in San Francisco by the name of Patrick Roddy, and he has a website called StopSprayingUs.com. And he runs out and collects rainwater and has it analyzed. So this is Whoa. from yeah this is from January 3rd of this year. Uh-huh. Uh this is an analysis by McCampbell Analytical Incorporated in Pittsburgh, California.
13: Uh-huh.
9: And this is San Francisco's rainwater on January 3rd. Now, I'll say right up front, I don't know what the Unit is, it's like a weird UG something uh, da, uh, forward slash L. I think the L is per liter, but I don't know what the UG is, so I'm not going to say that because I don't know what it is. But um, aluminum clocked in at 220, 4.4 4 times. Reporting limits. Irons clocked in at 315 times reporting limits. Barium oh, at
2: me, 21.
9: I think, yeah, go ahead. What?
2: I think that that the unit measurement that you're talking about. I think that might be micro. The the funny U I think stands for micro, and the G for grams, and then the forward slash per liter
9: okay, yeah, I knew that per liter, thank you, um anyways, I uh, really be, aluminum was four point four times what it should be. iron was fifteen times what it should be. This is the rainwater in San Francisco folks Wow, wow. Um, barium was four times what it should be, and titanium was thirty two times what it should be. Wow, and this is some rainwater. My God, this is rainwater. If you want to look at this yourself and <laughs> and look at this man, he's he's excellent. He's living in San Francisco. He's actually from Ireland, and he has been a guest speaker on Ella's Call once a while ago. Uh, anyways, the site is us dot com. Stop spraying us is all one word, and you will find these reports. Of rainwater in San Francisco. Wow! So I say this to so that you will protect yourself because you need to not have a lot of metals in your body when you're being hit with microwaves. You know what I mean? mean, Find you easier. You know, yeah. uh, anyways, that's my report. For well, thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I wish it could have been wonderful, <laughs> but, uh, you know, something really positive and we're free. It's over, but <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, I'm, soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Roseanne, that was huge. I so appreciate it. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't mind hearing it uh, again. Uh, does he, uh, does he have any, any kind of, um, of, uh, measurements about, uh, uh, Ionizing radiation, as in from, uh, like, Fukushima?
9: No, but he's well aware of it. Another thing he, um, you know, he hasn't measured that, but another thing he's done is he's gone to the NASA um, images, which he finds online, NASA's own images of the Earth at any given moment, and he can point out um frequency frequency areas on the on the planet, and you can see them mm-hmm. and these are most likely created by harp you can see them there 's like waves that are completely unnatural you can right. absolutely and, and see Dean
2: Wiggins has similar stuff uh, on his website it is it is like uh, the waves. I just saw the first ones myself the other day when I looked up. Uh, they're like the stripes on the, uh, on the flag.
9: Right. Well, seeing them from space, you can absolutely know that they are not natural. And these waves are going from like, you know, sometimes they'll cover half of the United States. I mean, this is really surreal. Um, And he takes these pictures from all over the world. He will say, you know, Ireland's getting hit bad today or uh, Africa's getting hit bad today. And you can see it. You can see the chemtrails. You see all these lines from outer space, all these straight lines all over the place, which, I mean, oh, come on. There's no way this is natural. And then you can see waves in the clouds that are totally unnatural. Um, and she, you know, he was on was call. You uh, oh, you don't have a computer or anything, but for the rest of you, you can look up her, her videos and probably find him speaking. And he has acknowledged electronic harassment. He knows what's going on. He knows what's going on. And... Uh, I have often said the chemtrail people uh, actually want some of our biggest allies because they are researching HAARP. And HAARP has the ability to shoot uh, up at the ionosphere and bounce it somewhere on the planet, bounce frequencies somewhere else on the planet. And actually it was the discussion of HAARP to the European Parliament by Nick Begich that almost had the result of banning psychotronics. That was in a report that I gave to the Hope and Unity Conference um, on the history of psychotronics. Uh, He almost did it. You know, he almost did it. And all of that, um, you can find, just take my name and look up Hope and Unity Conference and you'll come up with that video that I made, which is awful. I was in the middle of fires (laughs) trying to make a video. Anyways, um, the history is quite impressive. I mean, uh, both Putin and the European uh, Parliament were very concerned with us putting up power when we first put it up. They, that was a game changer, and all of a sudden, people wanted to seriously consider psychotropic weapons and mind control weapons and all kinds of things because and they, I think they realized the capabilities of what was going on, you know, and how serious it was getting. On that one nation, could basically be another nation and cause them all to go crazy or something. Um, yeah, this is pretty strange stuff, but it's real and it has a history. So anyways, <laughs> that's my two I hope you got something from that. And, uh, I'll go back side dog folks. And, um, yeah. Keep <laughs> hi, I'm, 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 hi, I'm Hi, Linda. This
14: is Kelly calling
9: from New hi, York. Kelly. How are you?
3: I'm okay. How are you doing?
14: It's, it's good to hear you on the Thank call, you. being very positive as usual, which is good.
3: <laughs> I'm trying. As
14: well as, yeah, as well as the other woman speaking right now. <laughs> she sounds very positive. I would also like to know if the uh, targeted justice website is accurate with their information about <laughs> the Air Force Base. <laughs> Okay. how do we find out if it's accurate
3: well <laughs> what, what i know about them is that i i've sent them some information and they said well where did this come from and what you know they're they're pretty particular about publishing what they do publish and they want to know a lot of specifics about what i sent them and i really didn't have them but i did look it up and i sent them the specifics and it wasn't quite what i thought it was and i was glad i looked it up um but they're real careful about that. But I don't know other than going to them and asking them, you know, their emails. Well, I I'm thinking, like,
14: and I, know I can share with what this woman was just saying about camping out over there, thinking of, you know, getting a, getting TIs together to go down there. But the things that, that are coming to my mind is some things that we can do um, that are, you know, uh, exercising our right to get information, do things peacefully. We're nonviolent people. We're not going to, you know, yeah. start going down there and start killing people. You know, we're not murderers. We're not terrorists, et cetera. So you've got the FOIA laws where we could do a FOIA request to that Air Force base and even to the departments there on that base. We could uh-huh. do that just in our right and see what their response is for the hell of it, you know, even if they just deny uh-huh. everything. We're we could still get on. that in writing. Yeah. Right, and we can still use it in a court case. And the reason I bring that up is because when I brought my own court case in 2014 as a pro se, part of my court case was based on FOIA laws. And even though the case was dismissed, part of the case was about civil rights violations. It was about the illegal surveillance taking place uh, and other crimes. And then the, the second part of it was the FOIA that I sent a FOIA request to the FBI it was uh, denied and then according to law if, if it's denied you can appeal it right. so I appealed it and then that was denied and then it says after the appeal is denied you can take them to federal court and it's up to a judge to listen to the case and he could try to force right. the FBI to give information Right. so One thing I I wanted to say is when I went through all this and my court case was dismissed before even being heard or before even submitting any proof, Uh I appealed it. That was dismissed. But an appellate committee that I wrote to about the judge and I felt the judge was doing misconduct, they agreed with me that they didn't think the judge was doing misconduct, but they said the judge got it wrong. Uh And what they, they, they said in the letter was that the judge should have addressed my FOIA requests that this part of the the case was not heard. It should have been heard and that I had every right to get information under this law. And that the judge you know, the judge completely ignored it. Right. Didn't do anything about it. So what so what I'm connecting this to is that here's an appellate committee in New York City that works under the Supreme Court, and they're writing to me telling me we agree with you only on this part of your case, that the fo- on the FOIA part.
3: Right. right. Now,
14: if we do a FOIA request against this Air Force Base and, you know, against the administration of this Air Force Base, whatever contact names that are there, chief people, and it gets denied and we appeal it and if they deny it again, you can take it to federal court yeah. and a judge might let it go through so that we could have a hearing you could be heard. Um and then at that point it's up to the judge to try to force them yeah. to give information if they have it. Right. Mind you, some of these some of these agencies have exemptions under certain laws that they that they don't have to give you any information. Yeah. But We've got a lot of TIs out there, so if you get a class action lawsuit with this, based on a FOIA request, and we're all getting denied information here, we come in there as a group. Uh, we might have a judge in our favor, just to let a hearing take place, to let this, to let us be heard, but also have the judge put pressure on them to to give us information as to what's going on. So that's just one idea that I that I that I have that we yeah. could do.
3: It's interesting. You know. and I also think I also think that if they deny, us, deny, deny, that would be another good thing to have in the complaint that we no one is going right. to share this information with us, and mm-hmm. it is specifically related to what we are experiencing, and why won't they give it to us? In some capacity, you know. But I think asking them for a, sending them a FOIA request might be a very wise idea.
10: And well, one thing I want to say, no information the ACLU, on that website you...
4: that is not accurate. That's all what? extremely accurate. What? There is no information on that website that is not accurate. I... There is legal mm-hmm. uh, people involved. There are there they uh, everybody is professional on those teams. There's five major teams. No, there's there's nothing that would be posted unless it was totally investigated.
3: I agree they're they're very well, I know
4: particular. you probably know this one that the American Civil liberties union
3: uh-huh.
14: they take these agencies to court all the time and sometimes they win to obtain classified information or information that's not classified but can be given as public awareness public knowledge et cetera so they've taken they've taken these agencies to court. And they have been able to obtain certain documents, certain information. One of the things that they did in a case was on the stingray device that the n y p d has
3: right
14: and I don't know if any of the police stations have this equipment, but oh, they I think they're this all over
3: the country case
14: okay, they brought this case to court, and they were able to get information on the device by what bringing by bringing a court case oh yeah oh.
3: So, they, okay, and I, so, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Through through, I assume document productions and you know, whatever testimony of whoever. Um, that's interesting. Hmm.
14: Yeah, they they forced officers. Yeah. To give information as to how they use this device, what it looks like. There was a diagram of it, and it, it showed what the what the device looks like, yeah. and. um you could find it online. I'm sure there's you know under ACLU and their cases that they won. Right. And so I saw the article of this sometime about maybe like close to two years ago. I saw the article about the Stingray device and how most people don't know about the Stingray device in you know in the world. Like most you know most of the public doesn't know about it. Right. And the ACLU said they didn't know about it. They didn't even know the NYPD had this device, including the LRAD which is the long-range acoustic device.
4: Well, in
3: the very fact, if they don't want to give out information on what they're using on the public, that doesn't work very well, does it? You know, I mean, if they refuse to give out information, that would certainly sound odd, given that they're using this on citizens of the country.
13: Hmm.
14: Hmm. But the other thing is, is the ACLU, you know, they're able to get, they're able to get these court cases and able to get information, but we haven't been able to do that, you know, on our own. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't think, I don't know about the ACLU helping any of us because they haven't so far.
3: No, they haven't. But, right. So.
14: Um,
3: um, That's why we have to stay away from sounding, and that's why we have to stay stay mainstream. You know, we describe what we're going through mainstream. Because if we start getting mm -hmm. off into, you know um, cloaking and I'm not saying cloaking doesn't happen but if we start getting off into those subjects or aliens or whatever you know the 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 subject right. you know if we start going there we are not going to get the public support we just aren't
14: mm-hmm. they are not going right. to yep. if
3: we stay mainstream we talk about what, what actually what we all what we know we're dealing with is horrible enough we don't need to get more horrible with all this other stuff you know or to get it kind of out there and and confusing, and
2: we just,
3: what's right in front of us is bad enough. Excuse me. I
14: wanted to point out, too, that in California, the FBI of San Francisco and the FBI in Los Angeles, California, have been two FBI agencies in comparison to the East Coast FBI agencies that have admitted that gang stalking exists. They've also admitted that they've got complaints about people being harmed by connected <gasps> <gasps> energy weapons.
8: The FBI New York has, has said that they've admitted. Uh,
14: it? The, the FBI in San Francisco and I called them on the phone, and I told them what was happening to me.
7: Yeah.
14: And they said to me that they know about gang stalking. They've seen YouTube videos on it.
3: Uh-huh.
14: They said, but there's no law. Ah. Really? How about Title right.
3: 18, Section 241?
14: Sounds like a lot of me. Right, they're And crazy. then they said to me, yeah. then they said to me, the next thing was, if they said, if you have medical evidence uh-huh. that shows that you're being burned, that your body's being affected by these weapons, which it is. Well,
5: how about Because
14: I told real- them I have these burn sores they're doing and they said to me, okay, they said, if you've got medical evidence and a doctor supporting that this is being done by these weapons, they said, then we'll look at that evidence Uh and then we may investigate
4: well illegal
3: surveillance is also a crime you know it's not all Mm burned it's not all medical
5: right right.
3: invading our our freedoms um as title 18 discusses that's um you know that's a crime too you know yeah Invading our privacy. I oh, no. no, they can't do Invasion
14: that. Invasion of privacy, <laughs> yeah. Invasion <laughs> of privacy of your brain, your body, and yeah. also intellectual property.
3: Yeah, yeah. Which means reading or being in your brain somehow. No, I agree, and I, I, I that's really interesting. I think I need to write to them and say, oh, yeah, there's laws. You know, read this, Title 18. But, you
14: know, Linda, when I called the New York City branch. yeah. They laughed at me. They, they were sarcastic, and they said, go get medical help, and they hung up on me. Really?
3: Well, isn't right. that cute? You know, when we call these, these agencies, you guys, we should always ask up front, who am I speaking with? Because You get their name, and they usually, like the mm-hmm. IRS has a name and a, a, an ID, a number ID that they have to give you the minute you call in. They have to tell you that before they start talking. And we we need to do that. We need to get names so that can be a little. I called
14: a few times to two different branches in New York because I'm in New York, you know, and and they all just were sarcastic. Well, they were not helpful. True. I had tape recorded the sessions of like two of them, and one of them one of them called me crazy, and I said, Well, I'm not crazy. I said there are other victims. I said it's not just myself that this is happening to. I said, So crazy. you're telling me that more than five thousand people are crazy?
3: On. And- we're not going to get it done on our own. That's why this lawsuit is such a good thing. We have to do it in groups. You know, and this is hopefully New Jersey was infected. the
14: same way too. I yeah. spoke to New Jersey and FBI, yeah. mm-hmm. and they said the first thing they said, "Oh, this sounds crazy." They said,
3: uh-huh. "Well, they know better. They know it exists." Yeah, they they're just, just like New York. Sense. Yeah, they know it exists, um, and that's Now,
14: Connecticut, I quote, uh, all the uh-huh. states, but when I spoke to Connecticut. Uh-huh. The representative from FBI there said to me, he says, we can investigate anyone we want to for as long as we want to.
3: Uh-huh. Um, well, I, and that I,
14: was all he said. He didn't say that uh, there was, you know, he didn't deny that there was gang stalking. He didn't deny these weapons were being used. All he said was we can investigate anyone we want to for as long as we want to. I said, well, I, I personally don't need to be investigated I because I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. You know, I said, it's been six years of this. And, he, and that's when he said, well, we can we can do it, we can do this as long as we want to, he said. Really?
3: Well, maybe not. No. So he's
14: making it sound like he's above the law.
3: Like, uh, exactly. you know, you're going to
14: investigate someone with no warrant. You have no warrant. You're going to, you know, do this kind of thing. Now, there's another TR that brought a court case, and he won on the basis of, I think, getting a restraining order against the FBI personally, because he proved to the judge that the FBI was going through his garbage, that they were uh, coming into his house, going through his files and things, and he proved to a judge that the FBI was doing this. And he was a T.I., and he won his case.
3: Wow. Do you know, do you know the name? Do you know the case?
8: That'd i got to look it up. up. I've got
14: to get this guy's name. I've got to look it up. I've got to get his name. It was somewhere down south, and it had nothing to do with the directed energy weapons. It was strictly on illegal surveillance, uh, breaking and entering, uh, you know, like invasion of privacy. It had nothing to do with the directed energy weapons. It strictly was him being followed. They were going to his house, going into his garbage, and he's not a criminal. guy was not a criminal. He wasn't doing anything wrong.
3: Well, that's where the surveillance, the illegal surveillance comes in. You know, and um, that's what, what they can't do. You know, that's what they right, can't do.
5: Right,
3: right. And uh, that's, I, again, I want to say that I think that the, that class action lawsuit is going to be extremely beneficial to us, I hope. I hope it really, because mm-hmm. they are doing a very thorough job. Um, you know, I, if anybody's going to be able to get this going, it's them. Uh, 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 Listen, if some, this
14: Air Force base is really controlling these satellites to, to, to torture us... Right. <laughs> In order to get these people arrested, really arrested, and charged, because mind you these are Air Force military, but they're not above the law. We're going to have to f- to figure out who is above them, and that would be their the Inspector General's department, who oversees, who has oversight, who is in charge of overseeing that division of the Air Force, the 50th Wing who is overseeing them, who's above them, who do they report to, and you have to try to find out who the head person is and even maybe go above that and see who's above that.
11: Who's well, in charge where, of these people where, who has
14: oversight Right. right that we can go where, to?
3: Mm-hmm,
11: that's yeah. where
3: a FOIA request would, would, would come in. You know, we can ask those very questions. We can ask who's in charge of this. Well, there's an
14: inspector general's office of every single branch of the military, there's an inspector general. No? And that person is the person that takes on cases of misconduct by those branches, any of their employees that are doing misconduct and abuse or fraud, waste, etc. So that's one aspect of, of it, even though we're not in the military, They have – there's that part to it. And then I spoke to, like, an officer who said to me, if they're doing crimes against you, he said the police would have to get involved because the police can still charge the military with crimes, even though uh, they're a military person. The the police are saying – this one police officer said you can still get an officer to charge them with proof if, if they're doing something wrong. That, that the police could still arrest them.
3: Well, I'm not sure a local police can arrest a federal employee. I mean, a federal what a federal group of people are doing, uh, claiming you know whatever they claim. I don't know if that's I know, the but like one
14: officer told me that they can. They well. said because you're you're a civilian. That doesn't matter. The officer said it doesn't matter if they're military. He says if they're doing a crime against you. They can still be arrested, a civilian okay. arrest.
3: Okay. He said, "Okay." But I'm not sure that's true. But okay.
14: Right. So that was one officer's opinion, and then, you know, the other thing is, is who can, who, who, who do we go to that will effectively arrest these people? Do you go to court? Do you get a judge to do it? Because a judge could do it. He well, could put can, an order out yeah. and have a prosecuting attorney. Pick these people up and get and and have them go in and arrest them.
3: I think it's probably going to be a little more complicated than that, but you know, I don't think we're going to be able to figure that out. But I think a lawyer or mm-hmm. this group with this um, with this lawsuit, um, I think they would be able to put that information together. Jack is just a re- ferocious researcher and and legal person. He really goes after what he's looking for. And I think maybe Or a
14: petition, maybe even a written petition of names to have them investigated to the Inspector General's office. Inspector General's office that has the oversight, send it to them and say we want to have your division at that air force base. We want we want there to be an investigation as to if Uh crimes are being done against civilians and American citizens in our country with the GPS systems, whatever the systems they have there, and just have somebody write it up in legal terms, technical terms. Mm-hmm. And we Why should also get some okay. experts to sign it, like Why Dr. John Hall, okay. get him to sign okay. it. Okay,
3: let me speak. I think you should send your suggestions to the committee, to the committee for the, uh, the uh, targeted justice. You've got some okay. good ideas. We can't figure that out here, but you've got some okay. good ideas, and I think you should, you should submit those ideas to that group because they will know where to go okay. to do this, you know? Believe right. Me. Okay? Really. Because
14: you can always, as a civilian, you can always <clears throat> ask for an investigation to be done, but the IG, I was told, the Inspector General, he's the person that takes written complaints if one of his men or employees are doing something wrong. That's the key person right there that you have to send your complaint to and you don't send it to like the lower people. You have to go to the highest person, and and it may and maybe even go beyond the inspector general. Because if he doesn't do anything to help, then you have to go beyond him. Yeah. And I think that would go into the executive branch.
3: I think so, and you know, but we we don't know. You've got a lot of good ideas, you know, and I think that um, that that would be good to present to them. Really, very good. Yeah. Okay, I want to also let a few more people get something in here. They want to talk. Okay.
13: Yeah.
3: Um, okay, Northeast New York. And where did Connie go? Was Connie was that you, Connie, in Connecticut? Connie, I unmuted you or Connecticut? I did. Hello. Hello.
15: Hi, hi, Linda. How are you doing? Okay, Connie.
3: How are you doing?
15: Good. Was that lady who was just speaking, is she in Connecticut? I called the FBI today. I also called Senator Rubio's office. Good. Um, I also called, okay, I made like three calls, Rubio, the FBI. Oh, I called the Office of the Inspector General trying to get in touch with um, the FDA's attorney who, The Yeah. But anyways, I did talk to um, a lady at the FBI, but when I tried to get the report number after I gave her the information, um, she hung up. So I'm going to do a FOIA request, and I'm also going to call them back and request the information, and I'll request any information on me. But I did indicate that I got a settlement from the FDA, and I was injured on my job. Yeah. And... um Yeah, and I also indicated that I was being hit with direct energy weapons, frequencies, and um, chemical and biological. And I told them I knew Lockheed Martin was involved because I had seven satellite frequencies directed at me in the cell phone range, and Lockheed Martin is using more than half of them for military experimentation.
3: Wow, yeah. um, Well, good for you for doing that. You're taking... You're working at it. Good for you if you're taking care of yourself,
15: aren't you? Yeah, I wanted to get that lady's number if she's in Connecticut. That's Kelly. No, I'm she's the... in New York. That's Kelly from New York. No, she's in New York. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Because I was really interested about the case where they were harassing somebody and they indicated also that to somebody that they could investigate somebody as long as they want, whatever they want. And, mm-hmm. you know, I- I'm going to expose that to President Trump and the other senators
5: yeah,
15: and it i did indicate to all of them that i'm experiencing continued retaliation and harassment it never stopped even though they you know made me sign a settlement agreement and um yep it was supposed to stop
3: and their part of it was it would stop and they didn't right
15: it didn't it didn't stop it never stopped they just you know entered me, got me on as many lists, and put me on as many experimentation programs as they can. Wow. wow. And I was warned. Do you think they're going to, like, pay you this money and let you walk away? Uh-huh. So,
4: yeah. Right on. Yeah. Hey, Connie, it's Melissa in Oklahoma. Um, yeah. I, I was wanting to talk to you today, actually. Can I give you my phone number?
15: Um, yes, let me get a pen. Hold on. I have to shield everything because they're constantly pumping this stuff in. It sounds like an EMP hit, um, but and that's what I used to think it was, but now I realize that they're delivering chemical and biologicals when they Yeah, that's that what testing. I wanted to
4: talk to you about, one of the biologicals.
15: Okay. okay. What's your number? It's 405 2203 Two two zero three. Mhm. Okay. Okay, and what time zone are you in? Central. You're in Central, so you're an hour behind me. Okay. Um, Do I call you tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay.
14: Linda, there's also a really important court case today in Switzerland. Uh, Siegfried Thomas, remember we spoke about this last week. Well, today was his court case. I don't know if they uh, got an adjournment. That was what Dr. Catherine Horton wanted was to adjourn it for a later date so they could even bring more proof and more evidence in to see the judge. But Siegfried Thomas was his name. Uh, It was on the Romola D. uh, YouTube channel. And Dr. Catherine Horton spoke about this. So the court case was yesterday, February 1st. And I looked on Ramola D.'s uh, YouTube channel, but I didn't see any results yet from that court case. There was nothing that was spoken about you know today, right. any kind of results from that court case yet. Secret okay. uh, Siegfried Thomas, I don't know if you remember this from last week, but Siegfried Thomas is a T.I. who is in Switzerland. He has an attorney, and the judge let a, you know, a court case to be scheduled. He had his first hearing scheduled for today to be heard about being tortured by directed energy weapons. So this case was about, you know, civil rights violations, the torture from the technology, gang stalking, etc. So he's got everything in this case. Um, Dr. Catherine Horton, who is a physicist, and she's also a victim of this technology.
13: Right.
14: Uh, she has a YouTube channel called Stop 007, right. and she spoke to that attorney, and she's written an affidavit uh, of her own to, to be presented in that court case as well as another victim who's going through this and maybe as a witness to what this man is going through. Uh But she said she was going to try to get it adjourned for a future date so they can bring a lot more evidence in. This is supposed to be a very big case for everyone, including european t i s uh because it 's based in in Europe, so Europeans could probably go to the case if it 's open to the public. they could probably go down there uh, right if it is open so i don't know if they can they can hand in their own affidavits uh or can be you know go into the court and support this person. Just be there in numbers. I'm not sure. Catherine didn't. Uh, she didn't speak about that. But well, I know for myself, if there was a if there was a court case like that here, right. I I would I would try to get on a plane as fast as I can,
15: yeah, I you know, and to
14: get to the court. get to that court case and be right there in the court case and let the judge know it's happening to me too.
15: Right. The, right. There's going to be. Um, I think there's going to be two upcoming court cases, individual court cases for two TIs that I know, one on the East Coast and one um, not on California, but more West. Um, <laughs> this and, is but so yeah. they both have really good evidence, and NASA is involved, the Air Force is involved, um, many colleges and universities are involved. Um, but they both have very similar evidence, and they don't know each other, and, yeah. So anyways... Um, one, I think, is further ahead in the process than the other because, you know, um, she got hooked up with an NSA with a lower attorney after her attorney backed out. So, anyways, um, I really... Do you know the
14: name them. of these people? T- do you know the name of the T.I.?
15: I do know their names. I can't disclose their names right now. Um, I know that one or both have called into the call because that's how I met them. Um, one of them I've known for three years. the other one I just met a few months ago, but um we mm. we've talked often and um yeah, so their evidence is very similar, and both are ready to you know file their court cases. They use Kidder, they use Daminger, and one of them also used a private investigator.
10: Oh okay,
14: do you know if it's just about illegal surveillance or is it also going to include like any kind of you know, medical evidence that there's something's happening to their body, or
15: um, well, it's definitely direct energy weapons, chemical, and biological. Mm. It, it's the three.
14: So they're probably mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. ask to have a restraining things, but order. Hmm? But they have to know who it is, right?
15: Uh, they do know.
14: <laughs> oh, okay.
15: Yeah, they have a lot of evidence, and um yeah they um and, and so and you know there's um, yeah, so they both have a lot of evidence, very similar, even though they don't know each other and they're on different parts of the country. So it's going to show a pattern. i I hope both of them don't accept settlements agreement and have the court records expunged because I think any individual case is important, even for that class action. Settlement and i'm going the individual route um like these two ladies um i don't know if i go the indiv- individual route if i can do the class action i don't think i can do both
14: oh, okay um, but i ended- it also yeah. i know it would also be good i don't know if you know uh that james Wahlberg from kansas city who originally had a case that won and he had melinda he had a private detective he had a, an officer. Who was a private detective. He had uh, he had a few people in his court case that helped him win a, a, a court case with a restraining order. Uh, but he proved he had an implant in his body. James Walbert. You remember him, uh-huh. uh, Linda? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kathy um, Meadows helped him prove his case. I just oh, she
14: was- went. Oh, she went there for that case. Oh, Okay.
3: She supported him in that whole situation
8: be to be
3: a a solid smart guy, you know. Not some whack job who's just out there doing weird things, you know. So, he's very helpful in that regard.
15: Um,
3: the other so this I'm- Air
14: Force base thing, you know, I want to know if they if they're doing it you know, cuz I don't know who's doing it to me. You know, but it, if, if if a lot of this is coming from that Air Force base in Colorado. I would want to have an investigation. I would want the inspector general to investigate as part of his job, and if he doesn't investigate, no one investigates, then then we have to really take it to another level. And what I mean another level, it doesn't mean a violent level. It just means we're going to have to take it to a level of, of trying to get someone to hear us, like in a court file a motion, something, to get these people arrested.
3: Well, as I said, we should submit that information or, or talk no. to them about it. It was published on targeted um, justice, and we, you know, I would, if I were you, send them your ideas on how we could profit from knowing from that knowledge. You know,
14: even somebody from you know, sometimes too, you have to use somebody from the inside. Meaning, you know, how Karen Stewart is an NSA whistleblower, huh? and just like Julian Julianne uh, McKinney. She's an army uh she was an army of you know veteran.
5: Right. You've
14: got this um this little other gentleman that just came out and wrote a book. He was part of the uh Oklahoma bombings. Um he just came out and wrote out a book and he was military ops and he was on a, a few interviews already, uh, all over YouTube about what he knows being a military ops person and That the guy from the Oklahoma bombings, do you remember his name?
8: Timothy McVeigh.
14: That's it. That he was a patsy, that he was set up, you know, that he was being mind controlled, that he was given, you know, he was asked to do a deal for the CIA. And um, I'm bringing this up because we might need someone who is a military whistleblower someone who, you know, is military to go after military. Someone who is maybe an Air Force whistleblower, somebody that can go in there, go to the Inspector General, go in there, and someone who could be on our side and investigate and get some kind of maybe even a military court. The military court is called a JAG court, J-A-G. and okay. strictly for military people to bring military complaints if one military person is doing something against another military person, it's called a jag accord. Maybe we could get somebody who's on our side to go in there and try to make try to get some arrests going. Also,
3: well, we'll we'll have to leave that up to targeted you know. justice. You know, we're not going to be able
5: to do that. Then. <laughs> you know, I mean, um,
3: well, you've got good ideas, but there's nothing we can do about no. them here. Um, and that's where I think they should be. You know.
15: Um, can I, mention- I know.
14: Just to hear that, just to hear that these people are doing this. I mean, if they're doing this to us, that Air Force Base, this is really just, you know, on the one hand, it's good. It's good to f- try to find out if they are, but we we need to we need to get some arrests.
3: Yeah, we do, hon. Just a minute. Just- Hi, Kyle. Just a minute. Okay. I need to take, change the subject a bit. Kyle. Can I- mm-hmm. Hi, Kyle. Go ahead. What? Is that, Connie?
15: What? Yeah. Can I just mention two things that I think are critical to what TIs are going through? One is, some lady called me, a TI called me from New York. I can't remember her name, I can't find her number. And anyways, she told me there's a lady TI who has a website and on it she posted a link to Air Force conducting non-consensual experimentation that has to do with um, humans and the neurological system. Okay, so I think that is really important and related to the TI program. And the second thing, is that tacked onto that seven hundred two bill? Uh, Diane had a link to um, uh, low energy, low no, low radiation experimentation. It ran from two thousand five and it expires two thousand eighteen. It's tacked onto the seven hundred two bill because they, I think, they want to continue it. And it was, I don't know if they put aside like thirty billion dollars or whatever. I think those two programs right there, the low radiation experimentation and the non-consensual Air Force thing, I think that has a lot to do with uh, what we're going through. Okay, thank you. Okay.
5: Right and now, was this I, an
15: article? Was it okay. an
5: article?
3: I'm going to take this another way right okay. now, guys. Thank you for your information. Uh, okay. But okay. please, we've got another location to send it to, and that is Chartered Justice. Take, uh, you know, this information is really important, you know. Please send it to them. I wish I could... You know, I wish I had a little more legal knowledge. I don't know anything when it comes to federal law. Um, you know, beginning you to learn, we gotta learn. But um, but I think that's your best best thing to do with that. You know, and I want to talk to. You, I want to ask Kyle, Kyle, my friend, would you talk to us about that new the, the brain testing that they can now do for um, for, for microwave uh, attacks? Can you do that? There we go. Bless your heart. Yep. Hi, Kyle. Oops. <laughs> I'll unmute you, and I'll leave you unmuted this time.
16: Hello. Can nice. you hear me?
3: We sure can. Can you hear me? Yep. We can.
16: Okay. Yeah. Um. I think it's really important, and I'm on. I'm on my journey to get that test. But um, you know, all the articles that I'm reading about the Cuban Embassy attacks, actually, and in, in Frank gave some more information. There are American tourists still being hit. Um, in Cuba right now in, in some hotel um, with the same type of thing but I was reading a lot of articles and you can just put in Cuba embassy attack um, brain abnormalities or Cuban embassy attack microwaves into Google and it pulled up a lot of mainstream articles including like Newsweek and things like that um, and I think we all know that they did testing on the State Department workers and found that they were brain abnormalities actually in the white matter tracts in the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like if you take a slice of the brain, you'll see the gray matter's up at the top. That's like your cerebral cortex and all that stuff. And the white matter tracts are closer down to the spine and the neck. They're kind of down, down below, and they're they're what kind of connects all the different regions of the brain. Um, and they showed that there was significant damage. Uh, the professor emeritus at the University of Illinois, James Lynn, said that the, the damage that uh, the white matter tract, the State Department Workers, sustained, could only be caused by microwaves. And then he explained the microwave hearing effect in many articles. Um, so, you know, I had an appointment with my psychiatrist. Am, am I, do I sound weird? people are saying that my um Yeah, you sound was,
3: you sound a little bummed, yeah. but you've got your old computer. You're getting your other one back, <laughs> oh, I'm
16: trying. <laughs> I don't I don't know how hard that's gonna be to get that one up and running. Oh. Um yeah, it kinda stinks. But um but anyway, so I'm on my uh, way to, to getting that testing. Now my psychiatrist said that it was probably some sort of MRI uh that would show that but Mike yesterday on his call um and I cannot remember the name of the test but he said that it would be like a some kind of positronic resonance something. Um but but that's what that's what I'm on kind of my journey to find out because I want to get that test done, you know, give the article and the information to my uh psychiatrist, neurologist and parents, then have that test done What's going on with my white matter tracks, and then I'll have hard evidence of look, this is what they were experiencing. Y'all know that I'm experiencing something similar. There's there's obvious uh, brain abnormalities, and then go from there, and also have that evidence uh, for targeted justice. Because I signed up for that. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. It yeah. sounds
3: like very hardcore evidence. Finally. You know, so yeah, I, I think
16: that's like, I mean, you know, this is the mainstream that, that a lot of experts are saying only microwave, only microwave hearing effect could cause that damage to white matter tracks. So we can really grab onto that. A lot of us, I don't know how expensive the test is going to be, and I don't know about insurance and if insurance will cover it, but that's kind of, uh, you know, that's my priority right now, yeah. and I'm going to let everybody know you know, how I'm going through it and what tests I asked for and what the neurologist said, you know, and everything like that. So I can let everybody know and we can start, you know, getting the, those tests that, that really, concretely, um, really concretely prove what is happening and then, you know, uh, and attach it to these mainstream news articles and this mainstream, uh, you know, event of these people Being attacked by directed energy weapon systems. You know, at this point, what I've researched is obviously directed energy weapon systems. It's obviously the microwave hearing effect that they they were experiencing the high pitch sound. And there's a lot, a lot of experts, medical experts, and um, you know, um, very, very uh, big experts uh, in electrical engineering. Um that are saying that these damages to the brain could only be caused by microwaves um
13: wow. and now yeah
16: and the and the thing is now you can have changes to the white matter tracks in your brain say, say you've never learned how to drive a taxi or do that job, uh-huh. and you you train to drive a taxi and get money from people and you train on that job and uh, can be uh there can be changes to the white matter tracks, but not damage there would be um. Uh-huh. I mean, they, they would change from what they were before, but there would not be actual physical damage to them. Wow. So yeah, that's kind of the discussion that the other side, the propaganda side, is saying. Well, you can have you can have changes to the white matter tracks if you just learn a new job, if you learn something new. So that's what they're trying to say against. Uh. Um, The expert saying, no, this is damage, this is brain abnormalities caused by something external hitting the brain and affecting the brain. Wow.
3: That's really good information. Now, I I assume this test can be done while you're alive, right? Oh,
16: yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's like I've seen the test. Um, I've seen what it, the, the result of it. But I'm not sure if it's an MRI, but it's like, a, it's like a two-dimensional slice of the brain where it shows the white matter tracks at the bottom near the brain stem, and then the rest of the brain is the, the gray matter, like you're, you know what we think of the brain, um, and the white matter tracks at the bottom kind of connecting all those different regions in the gray matter. Um, so, so it's some kind of, you know, where they get a, a slice on the, a side slice of the whole entire brain. Um, but I'm not sure, like, I think what Michael was saying was probably closer to what it actually is. Uh-huh. Um, we were talking about it on a call, and we were like, it could be expensive. You know, uh, there might, might be a problem of insurance covering it, but that's what I'm going to find out. You know, I'm going to really... Yeah, and if the insurance doesn't cover it, I'm going to talk to my mom and make sure she sees the, the tests and the mainstream news articles and then if somehow, you know, she could help me pay for it even if insurance doesn't cover it. Right. But, yeah, but I'm going to let everybody know because I think it's important if we start getting that kind of evidence, and I know that there's the other, the the blood test, uh-huh. um, where our blood is stacked together in a very, very weird way. Uh, because of the electromagnetic frequencies, right. But um, you know, I think this is just—I don't think they—they could come up with an excuse
13: yeah.
16: for why for so many people who are saying the same thing, connecting it to the Cuban embassy attack, connecting it to the State Department workers and the effects on their brain. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think that then we would have something to really, really move forward with.
3: Good God,
0: you know. Hey,
16: Kyle. Hmm.
0: Uh, Kyle, uh, I, I, have a, I think I have a, a, some information on the test that you're thinking of.
16: Yeah, yeah, man. Um,
0: so first of all, the, um, the white matter and the gray matter, um, there's white matter uh, tracks all throughout your brain. Um, they're not okay. just in your, in your brainstem. The, the white matter tracks are basically long axons that uh, transfer information from one place to another over, over a long distance in the, in the brain. And those are like um, basically like information highways in the brain. And those are white matter tracks. So they would be um, axons that have myelin sheaths. And, the, and mm-hmm. then the gray, the gray matter is where cell bodies are concentrated in different um, nuclei of the, of the brain. So if, if you look at a slice of the brain, um, in, in any slice, the gray matter is actually grayish in color. And the white matter is like a light cream colored. And now mm-hmm. the, I believe the test that they're using is called diffusion tensor imaging. So diffusion, diffusion and tensor okay. T E N S O R. Diffusion tensor imaging, and it it is a variation of MRI. So it's used. It's a, it's a test that um, is done in in an MRI machine, and um, I think I, I my understanding is that that. Procedure is still considered experimental, and it's not really i, I in, unless i i think it's definitely worth pursuing. I want you to pursue it and see see what 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 you find out and, and let us know but my understanding mm-hmm. is that that procedure is not going to be a standard neurological procedure um but but I could be wrong and and i and there might be other tests, but I hope that information at least gives you like a point, a, a, a starting yeah. point, and
16: the way that yeah, the definitely. way to do- that's what Mike said. I, I remember that's what Mike said. Diffusion tensor imaging, and I totally screwed it up because I didn't write it down yesterday. um And and then so because so that's right my psychiatrist was saying. Yeah, some type of MRI, but she didn't know. Um, but yeah, still I'm still gonna try, and you know we'll we'll see, we'll you know we'll see what they say.
13: Yeah.
16: Um.
0: Yeah.
5: But
16: yeah, Matt, that's that's great information. Definitely. Yeah, and just
0: if, if you want, just if you want to know, what, it, what, it, what it's doing is it's actually measuring um, the diffusion of water in the brain,
12: mm-hmm. and
0: um, the, the water molecules actually diffuse along those. It's like a bunch of spaghetti noodles kind of bunched together, so when, when the water hits it, it'll tend to diffuse in the direction that those axons are traveling. Um, you just told me something that i hadn 't heard before that um, James C. Lynn is basically like the world 's expert on the microwave auditory effect yeah. and um, he, if he made the connection between the because he, he he'd done a lot of research w- where they actually used um, like cadavers of pigs and stuff and they would radiate their brains, so he probably has done a lot of anatomy on. Animal tissue after be, after being microwaved, and if he actually made the connection of of microwave damage to white matter tracks, yeah, that, that's a, that's amazing. I hadn't heard that before.
16: Well, I'll I'll find the article. I can look it up real quick and put it in the chat, Matt. But I did okay. uh, um I did a YouTube video on that exact article in Newsweek. But there's a lot of other articles that are citing him too. And I mean, he explains the microwave hearing effect. As like um a stream of electromagnetic frequency beamed at a certain frequency to a specific part of the brain, then that travels he said it he said th- this wording kind of it travels through the brain bypassing the outer ear to the inner ear, and that's why you would hear like uh, and he actually did say that the brain tissue does kind of swell or heat up um, right. and then he says he says that frequency then travels to the inner. Inner part of the ear, so he uh, he gave probably the best explanation of uh, of microwave hearing I've ever heard. Well, yeah,
0: he, he's definitely the world's uh, leader, the world's expert on that. So I, I I can rephrase another way to phrase it is basically the pulse microwaves causes your brain to start vibrating, and mm-hmm. in other words, the the microwaves um gets converted to a mechanical vibration which is the same as sound so the sound is actually produced in your brain tissue and then it and then it um travels to your ear sort of along a reverse pathway normally the sound goes from outside in here the sound is actually created in your brain because your brain is literally being vibrated by the microwaves
16: right i've also heard this matt uh from robert duncan he said that the brain tissue expands because it's being heated, and he says and see i don't know these are the two explanations he says as it as it um cools as the brain tissue cools that's when the auditory signal travels to the inner ear, so does that make any sense, or does the other like what you well, said I, makes I, sense.
0: i've read i've read i've read all those papers by james Lynn and Fortunately, that's actually the, the area that I got my PhD in was on sens- sensory processing. So I, c- I can understand those papers really, really well. And so um, don't think of it as a single swelling and a single shrinking. Basically, mm. the microwaves are, are being pulsed uh, uh, on and off, on and off, like as a, as a continuous thing. And so basically, the brain starts vibrating. Um, so it's not, it's not a single expansion and a single
16: contraction,
0: although that would be possible if you got hit, if you got blasted with a single pulse, but, but But it's more like
16: what you're saying. It's more like a, it's kind of like a bunch of tiny, um, expanding and contracting. Yeah. Have you you ever
0: seen, have, have you ever seen a dish of water, like a dish of water or if, if something's vibrating and you have a cup of water there, it sets up like a standing wave on the, on the water. Mm-hmm. the water will start to vibrate, right? And and you can actually see a little, like, standing wave. So that's what's happening inside your brain. Okay. okay.
8: Can I, you guys, can I jump in there for a second? Yeah. Yeah. Um, does this go back to what Frank's been talking about as scalar waves? It goes back to what Roseanne had just mentioned earlier about what they're seeing on the mapping from, NASA? Those are sin waves or scalar waves. Um, you hear what I'm saying? It those hemispheric waves that mad, that what was Roseanne was talking about if you heard her earlier about these uh space imagings from uh NASA we have to see Earth these uh, what my mind says would be oscillating waves which would cause the frequencies, I mean, our brains are hemispheres too. So what the frick are they doing?
16: Yeah, I mean, but I see, I, you know, I've heard about scalar waves, but I don't know too much about them, so I'm just going to try and focus more on the electromagnetic frequencies. But I'm sure there are scalar waves carried on to stuff that's, that's hitting us.
8: But um, I was asking
16: that PhD
8: guy if there could be a connection.
0: Well, I think what well, Roseanne was talking about an atmospheric large scale thing, um, related Hi. to HARP and
8: Well to Earth, going over Earth, yeah.
0: So when we're talking about the microwave auditory effect, we're talking about more of like a physiological thing that's happening. Um, and, and, and and it's basically microwaves being converted to mechanical waves. So it's not right. it's not the I mean, it's not the same, not really the same thing as what Roseanne was talking about. Hi, this
13: is Terry
8: from Cleveland. I um, apologize. Oh, thank if, you.
7: If I could um, interject a question. Was the la- last lady's
8: question answered?
0: Yeah, I, I, I yes, couldn't really you. answer it. I, I didn't really answer it, but um, I, I'm not... That's, I'm that's not, okay,
8: Donald. Yeah. That's okay, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, okay. Look, at, I'll look up... Images.
0: Okay, okay.
8: So, um,
7: Matthew and Kyle, that's super interesting what you're saying, and you really are talking at a level that someone like me who's not a scientist and doesn't understand all this understands it. Like when you make um, the reference to a cup of water, I totally follow what you're saying. Um, in, in reference to the vib- vibration of the water, um, my disability letter, because they injured me so bad um actually it's by a guy who worked at Harvard his whole career he was he his education's at Harvard so it's a legit disability letter for federal disability he actually wrote that he could feel the vibration on my fingers <laughs> that's how bad the vibrations are but um i wondered in reference to what um the lady just mentioned because i'm not sure about the um You know, I'm going to try to get a diffusion tensor now, but obviously I don't have full federal insurance anymore, so that's probably impossible. But um, and a standard MRI, when I uh, became sick at the very beginning, it started to show shadows on my brain. Um, And then by the time I was at the end of my insurance, there was about four shadows and no neurologist could explain it. And I wondered if that was the white matter um, reference that you guys were talking about. Because at some point one neurologist said, well, maybe it's a concussion. It's not MS because uh, the MS spots are, I guess, very clear white matter-like circles. But these were almost like shadows. So do you think that was the, what you guys are talking about?
0: Um, Those shadows are, are I, I think they would refer to those as lesions on your brain. Is that, did they call them yes. that?
7: Yes, they use the word lesions, yes. So at the beginning so, of of being sick, there was only one lesion. And then by the end of, by like the fourth MRI over like a two and a half year period, it, there were four lesions. But it's not MS because MS tests in the blood and I'm negative on all that but I do have demyelination of the central nervous system.
0: Do you think that was related to targeting?
7: Oh, definitely.
0: Okay. That's, okay. That's, that's how you... I
7: figured out I was targeted because I I was reading those Cuban articles in the spring and then I looked I literally googled side effects are hyperacusis and demyelination of the central nervous system because every doctor I saw and I saw even doctors, at, international doctors at Mayo, and they're like, "I've never seen a constellation of your symptoms in one person before, because they're so unrelated to different systems of the body." And um, all my diagnoses, um, and uh, so I, I googled side effects are demyelination, are hyperacusis, What the article said, because I have that too, and. Demyelination um, of the central nervous system, and up came surveillance. That's how I figured out that was targeted. But going back to my question about lesions, thank you for using the word lesions, the scientific word. Now, it, now it's ringing a bell. What do you th- do? You think um, those have to do something with targeting? Because I don't know. I mean, there was one at the beginning, and there was four on my last fourth MRI.
0: Well, my my personal opinion is that those are those could very well be due to targeting, but the problem is that the field of medicine does not have a background of studying and understanding this crime and this kind of abuse with microwaves. So um, it's gonna you're gonna have a hard time finding doctors that are gonna link anything. Yeah to targeting. Um, and, and that's what
16: I want Matt, can, can I just jump in? For, and that's the thing. It's like we don't, they don't have the tools to connect, you know, microwaves to what's happening to our brains. So we're going to have to work really hard with getting certain tests and showing certain evidence and linking it up to what's in the mainstream to, to, to reach for those tools. Because those tools, they, they are there. They can, you know, doctors can do this. It's just right now things aren't set in place where these things can easily be seen. So it's going to be a journey for for finding those tools, for finding those tests. You know. And
7: I and I agree with Carl. And I don't mean to, Carl. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm um, so hyped that I'm Freudian slipping. Um, someone who is targeting me at work.
13: <laughs> Kyle, yeah.
7: what you said about we have to link our medical to the group um, of cuban and now tourists as well i agree
5: strength in numbers
7: if we could match all of our symptoms and diagnoses to what they've and i think that's how they were successful with doctors because it was one group who kind of all said the same thing and they all went to the same um doctors right they first all went to university of miami then they sent them to i'm going by articles then they sent them to university of pennsylvania so they have a pattern, and if we could just match the pattern. And I apologize for interjecting my questions, but I appreciate listening. Oh, yeah. to so I'm I, I mean, you two talk I, you, uh, are
8: so smart. <laughs> I recommend, ma'am, we stay on the line so we can. Um, this is triggering something for me. Um, this discussion. You say you do have your scans from Mayo Clinic. Are you asking
7: Terry Hello? from Cleveland? I'm sorry, ma'am. I, I didn't hear Did your he, name. I'm Terry from Cleveland.
8: Do you have your scans, you said, from Mayo Clinic? Yes, I also have them from different um, hospital systems okay. as well. Okay. There's my doctor that was in Tucson, Arizona. Even before um, things progressed, probably I'm going to guess about this time or to your level, Um she has a website um, it's called My Passion for Health. Her name is Dr. Mary Ackerley. One, she has a very good talk from a few years ago called Brain on Fire. So she has been looking at this from different ways, uh, different perspectives for several years now. Um, she's board-certified, Harvard-trained uh, psychiatrist and dual-trained in uh, MD2 um, she, I, last time I was on her website I noticed she, that she is offering um, brain scans some kind of brain scan system um, she might be able to help us all out or, or maybe if you could um, connect with her um, she's a phenomenal phenomenal woman um, and, and the Carl or I'm sorry, the other guy. Um, and Kyle too. I mean if you could travel if your family could travel to her. Last time I went to go see her I had traveled, you know, from the, the Texas about twenty hour drive over there. But um yeah, if you just look at her website and look at her she actually has audio talk on brain on fire and how I don't think she mentions the word frequency, but it's about how um, now we know enough, know enough language um, that I'm, she would be open to that word, I'm sure. But um, just talk about how this basically is the cause you know, of great depression for people and she wouldn't be offering brain scans if she wasn't finding more and more. So thank you.
7: Thank you. That was a very generous offer. I'll consider it. Thank you. But I'm going to mute myself so Matthew and Kyle and Linda can talk. Please i mute myself. I almost called like I was out of the job. <laughs> I'm going to mute myself. Right, well, in, in like, I think there are
16: a lot of... Yeah,
15: what is that doctor's name in Arizona?
8: Her name is Dr. Mary Ackerley. Dual degrees, medical degrees from Harvard um, her website is my passion for health, and um, last time I went in, I just saw a little blurb that she started to offer um, some type of imaging, brain imaging, and um, the audio you look up if you want to just hear her basis on the concepts of brain on fire would be found on that, is the audio would uh, be found on that website too.
15: Uh, okay, thank you. I'm gonna
16: contact her. All right, Colby. Yeah, and I just wanted to say, like, like my journey here is, I, you know, I know there are probably specialists that would be more special, more specializing in this than my regular neurologist, but I want to push my regular neurologist to find out about this test. You know, I think that we should push some of our more regular neurologists to know about this stuff. So, so. I kind of want to. I know we need to. Oop, something went off on my computer.
3: Okay, you just you just went out.
16: For oh a yeah, second. let me turn it off. I was I was pulling up that article, and it pulls up a little video. Okay, sorry about that. But yeah, so I mean, I know we're we're gonna have to use like people who specialize in this more, but I really really want um, you know good doctors who don't have the tools to to be pushed a little bit. Um, so that maybe maybe all over the country we can start going to these people. They can start understanding and connecting things, and then we don't. Then more doctors will will know about this stuff. Will be able to test for it, and then we, we won't have to go to somebody who's so expensive. Who's like you know you go to him for like six thousand dollars, and they specialize in just testing for this. So so kind of a, another little side quest. I don't I don't know. I'm not talking very well tonight but just to, to push it through normal society so that they have to start looking for it, you know, and then, you know, we can grow that so that so that regular doctors do know about this. They start asking questions. They start, you know, asking questions when they're talking to other doctors and going to their conferences and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. We're going to have to find people, too, that, that really, really specialize in this stuff. But I want to push to a point where... Um, it becomes more mainstream, you know. Yeah,
13: and good for you. That's a,
16: dr- a dream, you know. I know it's going to take a long time, but um, then then people who don't know, uh, you know, if they're being microwaved, they can go into a neurologist, The neurologist can do certain scans, and maybe find out, hey, there's something going on here, and know, you know, and I know this is maybe a long time away. It is a dream, but that's kind of what I want to push on. You know, just well, it's Yeah, It's
3: inclusive, and that's what's so cool about it, right? Mm
16: hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, if I can get my, uh, my, my, goal, Kyle, my goal, I, I, yeah, my I agree goal, with my you. Goal.
8: I want that uh-huh. too. what, if I can't get medical care, I'm being denied uh-huh. medical care. If I could get to my doctor, she's the kind of doctor who would do just what you're talking about help put this push. These things back out into the community. Um, she really is that good and, mm. and influential in in these areas. Um, so if I
16: can, yeah
8: I get to her, she would be the type to do exactly what you're saying.
16: Mm. All right, and, and and yeah, I think and maybe I might have to do that after my initial goal of making this regular neurologist look at this and try and get me the right test because I want to get the results from that uh, endeavor, you know, and let y'all know so that people in their own cities can be like, okay, I had a chance with my regular neurologist maybe doing this test. So it's kind of just a, you know, going along this path to see how it works. But, you know, then, I'm, then I may have to go to actually somebody who you know, who really specializes in it? But this is this is kind of a push. It's kind of a push to get these regular doctors to maybe look at it and see how successful it can be. You know in that. Um, yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, then you could send documentation. Well,
8: excuse
3: me. Then you could send documentation to to the people that are also need the tests, right? They could take them to mm-hmm. the doctor and show it to them and say, "This is happening. This is what I'm suffering from. This tests have been done and they've worked." right yeah i can send my own
16: documentation send that we can yeah. have the mainstream news articles. i can send my results they can have my results show it to their doctors and then you know hopefully hopefully cascade it you know yeah. keep keep getting doctors do it now now how cooperative the doctors are going to be because of like mandatory hey cover this stuff up yeah. you know that's a question you know it's a question if um you know if they're gonna if they're gonna uh, be contact about people and told not to do this test because you know don't don't even look into this kind of stuff, but we're we're gonna kind of find out. Well, know.
3: again, you know, um, giving the you know, spreading the word, getting it out there it helps us be able to exert some pressure. I think you know, but before mm-hmm. I before I go, go ahead, hon. Did you want to say something to Kyle?
16: Well, I was going to say, too, like, and I know this is, um, I guess this is just common sense, but, you know, we, we need to watch uh, and maybe look into more testing the State Department workers got, and, I, you know, I know that I I, I, uh, I really stick on that a lot, but because that's in mainstream, and people can't deny that, that they can't deny it if we go up and, and tell them certain things without documentation, they can't deny what happened to them, so we need to, uh, we need to kind of research, and if they do get more testing that comes up with uh, more concrete results, we need to stay on top of that. Yeah. You know.
3: And push it. Okay, I want to say one more thing to you. Um, Mike wanted me to tell you that he was incorrect about the brain test last night, and MRI would p- probably be the best one to check amounts of white matter. Brain. Well, he, he
16: said the, he said something like what Matt said. It was a little bit different, but I think we can go with what Matt's talking about. I think Matt Matt knows what he's talking about. Okay, okay. I know that we can go uh, uh, along with with what Matt's saying because this is this is his specialty, you know. And and what what Matt's saying, and I guess we need to say what he said again is a type of MRI, um, but it's just specifically it's. Doing something specific. If I can get back to that, because I just I put it in my computer for my office. yeah. It's a, it's
0: a so. diffusion tensor imaging is a type of MRI. Yeah. It's it and it's just um and and you're I'm, it's not really my area of specialty. Just just to be clear on that, but um it, it's like they're it's like they're changing the settings of the MRI and maybe imaging for a longer period of time or something like that. But it uses the basic MRI technology, mm-hmm. diffusion tensor imaging. But, yeah, I, I agree with you that the Cuba linkage, I mean, this is a big precedent now. There's, um, It's documented that people who claimed they were um, victims of energy attacks and, you know, behind closed doors, they probably know those were microwave attacks. Um, and it's documented now that they detected some kind of... Uh, residual brain injuries, and, um, and that's, that's, that's great. So I encourage everyone to start having these conversations. And uh, the last thing I want to say is just, you know, like even just a couple years ago or even just last year, we, we had to strategize and be really cautious about talking to doctors and going to the police. But as our movement grows, I would like to encourage us that, we need to push more and stand up for ourselves more. And as these precedents get established, you know, um, by, by you talking to your neurologist, no matter how that works out, that's going to trickle back through the professional channels. And the more people do that, the more of an effect it will have. So um, I think the Cuba, the Cuba thing was uh, probably the best thing that's ever happened for the targeted yeah. individual movement.
16: And Matt, you know, that's what John Hall said, too. He said, this is like a gift to the target individual community. And when somebody like John Hall, who's been researching this for so long, says this is a gift to the target individual community, bells went off my head, and I was like, he's right. You know, this is something that is mainstream articles that people will respond to who maybe wouldn't respond to some of the marginalized information that we have. Um, So it really is a gift. And it is—it's a horrible thing. You know, it's a horrible thing. I'm not saying no. This is great. This is a gift. Um, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's something that you know we can grab onto. Well, I—I—I I, I,
0: I bet we haven't heard the last. We're going to hear more and more revelations are going to come out about Cuba. It's—it's it's going to get bigger, I think. But anyway, Matt, go ahead. You yeah.
8: go, may I respond to what you saying there? I had reported to that doctor I had mentioned a while ago back right after the computer hack about, a, a, I don't know, seven months after the computer hack in 2010, she knows. Like, I, I described to her then I had an experience of brain freeze, eye-hand coordination freeze while sitting in um, drafting, 3D drafting class. That's why I went to my doctor at 20 years and she actually recommended that doctor and she was excellent and then when I got hit uh, a couple years later, with um, I just woke up and my um, uh, I didn't move. I just morning time opened my eyes in the room, spun around. I called her and I called um, Blue Cross Blue Shield and reported it all. So it's all there. Um, she is the kind of doctor who will want to know that information, that gift as you talked about, um, that Cuba has, um, those the, the attacks have given us. She'll want, um, you know, to talk to someone like you who can relay that um, Cuba information to her. And, and if I could get there, and if, if Texas wasn't denying me medical care, I would go back to my doctor. Well, I would know who would help us all. So I agree with
0: y'all completely. I think there's more and more people out there that know about this. Um, and it's just going to keep growing. I, I still think for a lot of people who aren't targets, there's still this awkwardness around it because there's still, um, it's, it's a very new issue to a lot of people, but we, um, we we need to be more and more vocal about this. So, uh, you know, I I think we should be more bold about talking about this as, as it goes forward I think all the TIs need, need to be more bold about talking about this to their family to to people in the public to the police and to doctors but using using um using your smarts you know you have to be still be cautious how you deal with the Subject matter, but w- the only way we're going to get out of this is by, is by advocating for ourselves. No, one's all, no one else is going to do it for us. Mm-hmm. But, yeah but Matt do you, think, also.
15: But do you think one of the challenges is that the two TIs who are ready to file their cases, one didn't believe me that Obama brain initiative is why you know a lot of this is happening, and then she fought it for black and black and white and apologized to me for being so rude like she was almost going to stop speaking to me because she saw proof um, in, uh, in black and white print. So I think that's one of the biggest challenges of why certain doctors and hospitals may, it may not, um, you know, want to get involved or might not disclose it because, you know, it's experimentation under the Obama Brain Initiative.
8: Well, when I reported the vertigo to Dr. Barry, I mean, our immediate response is get back here right now. And I couldn't. There was I couldn't drive. No one could get anyone to help me get back there. And because I literally, I mean, I am in the sea of the absurd of being denied medical care, or with evidence I have. I have solid, logical evidence in what medical care I have received, good medical care, good proof, good black and white, um, but not in being able to get medical care uh, or the money for the medical care, um, I can't get all this back to Dr. Mary. She would sit there and look at every bit of this and everything that you're saying about Cuba. And what you know Matt and it, it's just absurd it's like I know I've been denied this on purpose it's part of the absurdity you know of my targeting experience because I right. had I had good medical care my doctors listened to me and then it was I mean she, she was probably gonna freak you know if she could get this information because you know, she is going to be livid and furious at what has happened to me. She's that good of yeah. a person.
0: I'm sorry that you've gone through so much. But one thing I didn't understand was, is your, did you say your doctor is still alive or not?
8: Well, God, I hope so. Um, oh, I,
0: I just, well, what, why? What? So, no, what I'm not getting from your story is, are you able to talk to that doctor
6: again?
8: Um. Yeah, I could talk to the doctor, but I don't. I don't. I'm denying being denied my disability. I, I see. Okay,
0: I I understand.
8: To, be able to pay for her phenomenal services.
0: I see. Okay, I understand the issue now. So it's um, it's it's a medical coverage is the issue. She
8: has of information that deals with the Cuba stuff. The vertigo mm-hmm. is there, in the Cuba stuff. The right. Um, because she has my information of the experience, I reported these things as they. Dr. Mary has the brain freeze experience that she was an eye and coordination experience, she was very concerned about. Mm-hmm. I'm just literally, I may, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I have been denied medical care. For a very long time from the state of Texas, I came here with reports from Washington University on the mesophonia and the hypercuses, and, and I came here with um, the um, Information for a Center for Trauma Recovery at St. Louis University that ties the tinnitus with the PTSD and the HPA axis of the brain with all of this. and. <laughs> I, I know that's why I'm not being given medical care because I can lay my file out. She clearly is a competent human being who still follows their medical ethics. And they would see it. She would see it. It's horrible. <laughs> it's not I I just I I do not doubt that my brain is going to look like the lady that just had spoke before, mm-hmm. you know. And if I've made it this far, I'm going to make it, but and, but this is it's it is literally I would have been to her several times over and you know and and it had all of this if I knew that I was going to be able to at medical care to pay for this, and they know it too
0: there's it's it's good to know that there's still. Good doctors out there with um, good ethics,
5: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: But it's it's sad to hear that you can't get access. That access is is blocked to those well,
8: doctors. Uh, I mean, Texas. I mean, Texas is a Rick Perry budget. You know, if we were we were our own country, we'd be the twelfth largest economy in the world. But well, that makes no makes sense. Then why can't you know people who are suffering and Can't work and have income, not be get access to medical care. It's insane, Matthew.
0: It's because the statistics for wealth um, are average statistics, and the wealth is concentrated in the hands of few. That's basically the issue.
8: Yeah, but it's 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 human rights criminals to Mm -hmm. deny people who prove who have the papers have medical files saying they need medical care. I mean, the federal government says, congratulations, you know, you qualify for, you know, Medicaid. And then a paragraph down, it says, except for the state of Texas. I mean, it is, and I've tried twice. Except for what? You qualify for it except for what? That's, you know, say, congratulations, you qualify.
3: Yeah.
8: And then... Paragraph is can except for the state of Texas. I mean, it what? is in black and white. And you live yes. in
3: Texas and they gave you insurance except for your state?
8: don't have insurance. I cannot get medical care. Well, I, I mean, cannot
3: get Okay, they gave you that insurance. coverage. Okay, they gave you that. You live there and they're, and they're saying congratulations, but it's not for you?
8: The federal government, when I, you apply for the yeah, federal. Yeah. Right. The, you know, um, when you apply for that, right. through what was once called the Affordable Care Act, you get the feedback that says congratulations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, qualify for Medicaid, which would be medical care. Mm-hmm. And then it literally says the next paragraph, except the state of Texas.
13: Have, and you, yes, that have
8: is you called them? Current president. That's Manhattan. crazy. Have you called them and asked why? I, I know. I just wanted to be dealing with this for over now. Worst mistake made was, you know, when my mother said, "Baby, come here, Mama will take care of you." You know, I said, "No, thank you, Mom," and no, thank you, Mom again. And then I, you know, had to after the car wreck, orchestrated car wreck, and to find that I was going to get medical care in the state of Texas. Well, I didn't know that because it is crazy. Well. I had my medical record with me, Linda, when I was tortured by an emergency room doctor in this small town. I didn't ask for their services. I mean, I was literally tortured. As they put one of the women is shooting something into my thigh. She's saying, this is how we do it in the military. I mean, I am in the book, the freak Stephen King book, The Mist. Uh, you know, uh, and I say that because it's like that movie was filmed in this little town where that ER doctor did that to me. If so I could get my information to my doctor, to Dr. Mary Ackley, if something happens to me, you hear it, it's recorded right now, Dr. Mary Ackley, she would do something about what those people did to me, but nobody has explained to you why.
3: Because you live in Texas, you can't you can't get medical treatment. No one's told you why.
8: Okay. Say so after two times of applying, the federal government says, "Congratulations, you qualify for Medicaid." Um. Then the next sentence or paragraph is, "Except for the state of Texas, one I time I did call. Yeah. One time, yes." I'm answering your question. One time, I did call,
13: huh?
3: and
8: I said, "What am I? I called the federal government?" And I said, "Well, you know, what am I gonna do?" And he said, um, "The only option I see that you could do." I mean, he was great. He was very helpful. He was um, somebody could, you know, claim you as a dependent, and I think in the state of Texas, then you could qualify for care. Well. That's not an option for me. I have no one that here that is trustworthy to do that. The family that, you know, or the system uh, was part of this uh, treatment in Vivian, Louisiana. So I, I have no one I'd sign my name on to give them rights to my, a, power of a medical power of attorney or anything like that. The way you
7: were speaking, um, some states have a system called 211. Literally, you pick up the phone and you dial 211 like you would dial 411 for information. And if you dial 211, yes. they'll tell you where you can get charity medical care in your county. Yes, they
8: had that in. They had that have in you St. Ever... Louis, and I, I did use it in St. Louis. They had it. Um, I used it on a an orchestrated fire issue one time, and it was very helpful, but uh, I did. I have. I tried to call it here, and it does not work. Nothing goes through. Did you go to your social service
7: agency and say, you know, I don't qualify for for Medicaid for whatever reason, and truly the rules and the laws keep changing from year to year, Um, the qualifications, everything changes in every state. So, unfortunately, maybe you just fall into a, you know, a loophole. I tried,
8: um, yes, I did two different years to uh, abide by, by, you know, the logic that you're saying. I did that. You Um, went to a social
7: service agency in your county and said, you know, I I don't qualify for... um, There is
8: a social um, service agency in this county Um, after the torture treatment in another state, because I'm so close to a state line. Uh, They, you know, uh, and after he then shipped me out for more torturing to Arkansas, it is a tri-state issue. Um, Then I was supposed to go to something in Longview, Texas, which I went to, and they were supposed to be helping me with the PTSD. Uh, They're really not... um, I took in there on my intake. When I showed up at intake there, my face was twitching. My hearing was, I was losing my hearing in my left ear. They could see the face twitching. It was documented in intake. In the intake session, um, the woman asked, Penny, I believe it was her name, she asked, "What would any? would you like to give any kind of medical information? So, we can, you know, give it to the doctor, which is going to be like a three month appointment away. And I did, you bet I did. I gave the diagnostic on the complex PTSD from St. Louis Trauma Center at St. Louis University. I gave the article, medical college ed, uh, peer review article that. Saint Louis University pulled for me, and from their database of tinnitus in relationship to PTSD. And the second one was um, um, the uh, HPA access of the brain in relationship, I think, to tinnitus and PTSD. And the third one was depersonalization after head injury, because I was starting to suspect this is trauma, this is head trauma. I gave them. them. I am not kidding y'all. Everyone listen on this phone. I am not kidding. I go to the doc this doctor's appointment three months later and she starts off like theater of the Sort stuff and and I said, Well ma'am, did you read the information I you know, provided intake? Uh no. And I said, Well, before we meet again, you know, will you read that? Okay, three months later. I show up. And um, there, uh, I said, well, "Did you?" She so picked her up so tight. I "Did you read that?" I, I kid y'all not. She stood up and said, "I do not have time to read that." And I'm like, "Oh, you know." I'm kind of slowly, you know, sitting down but backing away from in my chair. And I'm like, "Okay." And then, then now they've given me a new. Um, Supposed psychiatrist, he. I asked you a very first question: Did you read the info from St. Louis University Trauma Recovery Center? And no. So, y'all, I, it, this is wicked. It is real. It's so wicked. And now they finally gave me a licensed therapist. Um, who, anyway, um, she seems to be good, but it's like weird things are happening, like she'll she'll kind of fall on an appointment and go, well, my boss sent me, and I'll ask, well, why? I said, you know, know, when you're dealing with cognitive processing therapy, it's supposed to be once a week. I mean, that's heavy-duty stuff. And it's like, one, either they don't know how to do it, and so they're not doing it. I don't know, but one time it was like, well, I had to go to Arkansas the boss sent me to Arkansas, and I said, well, we had a scheduled appointment. So, you know, I could keep That's part of my diagnostic is to continue cognitive reprocessing therapy and- from St. Louis Trauma Recovery Center. And um, she- then, it's- then there are situations like that. That's theater of the third when she says, well, you know, when your boss says you have to do something, you have to do something. And I'm thinking, and my aunt is like, this is absurd. I'm the client. I, I, I it's as real as what I'm telling y'all. My doctor is going to, if I could get to my doctor and show her all that she is going to flip, Dr. Mary Ackerley is going to flip her lid. So, thank you.
3: So, Mary Ackerley is still, tr-
8: is still available to you, yeah, as a doctor? No, but... It's nobody's. Yes, yes, she would. She would still be my doctor, but I can't get m- money for medical care. I can't. Um, I can't pay for her services. And her, and she was actually to be dual trained. She was actually quite reasonable, and she would make it. She knew the ropes. Um, she knew how to get you a lab somewhere that you know your insurance would pay for. You know, one place, but over here it might not, or you're going to get the runaround over there. So, I mean, she was just phenomenal.
3: Okay, okay. I just got a message from Mike Mason, and he wants me to tell you that the Hill Burton Act in Texas might cover you. Well, why? The, Let's what? Look that. the it's- it's, it's, Hill Burton Act. It's a form Bert- of legislation that might cover you. One
7: more time. Hill,
3: H- 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 H-I-L-L, the new word, B-U-R-T-O-N.
8: Uh-huh. Ax, 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 ax. Okay, and ask Mike if he would, if, because it would be across the state lines, which is stupidest nope. thing ever, but will it's they cover me to get back to my doctor in Arizona?
3: I have no idea.
8: But okay. okay. You're Thank you, time. Mike. Thank you, Mike.
3: Thanks, Mike.
13: Appreciate that.
8: So I hope that Connie please will let Connie look at her website and everything because you're going to be very interested in her, if Connie's still here, her work because a lot of the stuff Connie says, actually Dr. Mary's going to know and she's going to see it on Dr. Mary's website, especially in that um, brain-on-fire
15: um, audio. Uh, I, I, was in, I was hit by a direct energy weapon at the FDA in conference room 1201, building 22, White Oak, and Silver Spring, Maryland, and I do have an EEG, an MRI, and um, a CAT scan and from June, and I got hit in March. And um, when I saw my EMF doctor in Maryland, um, they kept on, and maybe Dr. Aaron um, um, would know, but I guess there's a special analysis they can do from my MRI. Um, they get, I have two copies on DVD. And my doctor in Maryland, who diagnosed me as EMF-sensitive, he has a cough. Um, and one thing they said from the EEG, the lady who looked military-looking said, do you do drugs? And I said, no. And I think she must have seen something. She wouldn't tell me what she saw. That I think she saw my head light up. But... More than the average person, but I don't do drugs and I don't know why she I asked don't. me that. But um, I, I I'd, like, I'd like to connect with you. I'd like to give you my number. If you're still seeking, having problems getting medical care, um, um, call me. Maybe there's something I can do for you. Okay. And look at our website in between. Again, that's my
8: passion for health. And um, it's really going to be right. I've heard you speak before, Connie. It's really going to be right up your alley, girlfriend. Okay. okay. So let's um, see. Uh, let me let me yeah. give
15: you my tel- let me give you my telephone number. Like first go that route. What Michael made. Okay. Said. Um, my number is eight six zero three zero three one eight
8: five four. One eight five four. Let me
15: repeat that back okay. to you.
8: Eight six Zero three zero three one eight five four. Yeah, I'm in Connecticut. Correct. Okay, honey. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Hi
7: okay. this is Terry from Cleveland. I wanted to ask um ask um Matthew if he could repeat his, his um what he said um about approaching this is the year to speak out and and I'm paraphrasing you incorrectly, I know. But I don't so I don't wanna uh I don't wanna misspeak your great words. You said this is a year That's for us to ask yeah. um the doctors. And um I actually have already asked the doctors and I said it really sensitively so I didn't get myself, you know, into a jam. <laughs> I said, um, you know what's really weird? I said, um in spring there was this had happened in September, I asked my primary. I said, because I have a bone sticking out of my knee, and he wanted to send me for pelvic radiation. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I don't think that sounds right. Um, And I said to him, I said, "Um, you know, it's really weird. I said, there's all these articles in the New York Times about these um, Cuban embassy officials who have all these weird problems. And I said, I realize that I have all these, some of the weird problems, but I have most of the weird, the problems that they have diagnoses. And, um, and he got up, he got red faced, he walked out of the room, and I could hear him slam another door. <laughs> so I was going to ask Matthew to repeat what you just said about approaching our doctors. And if you could tell us, because all of us lack the good words to sensitively approach the doctors who are completely clueless, or maybe don't even want to acknowledge that something like this exists and is a medical problem. So what would you say to your doctor and how would you say it so you actually don't invite trouble, like so they don't, you know, pick up the phone and call the psych department and have have you, you know, questioned or I've had I've even I've even gone to a hematologist and they brought a social worker in and I'm like, Oh, why is the social worker here? And she's like, No, it's necessary. I'm like, no, it's not necessary. I tend to speak out and I say it really delicately. But what do? You, how would you approach that with your doctor? What would you say? Thank
3: you.
0: Okay. I um, I don't. I would say, listen here, you mother. No, I'm just kidding.
5: How <laughs> <So> would I? <laughs> Bless you. very good.
0: I don't think. Uh, I don't think I have the the best words, but uh, that. Thank you for the, for saying that. But um, I'm just, I'm just uh, struggling with this like the rest of us. But here's here's my point.
7: Repeat your speech. What you, not speech? Repeat what you said um, before that um, really sad story about the lady with the medical care. Repeat mm-hmm. what you we're saying to everyone about. Um, so everyone well, just is reminded of it.
0: I'm I'm going to have to rephrase it because I can't remember exactly what I said. But this is this is my point. And and then uh, there's, there's two points here. The general point is this. As we mature in this movement that we're all trying to struggle with in this patchwork way, with all these different efforts that we're doing and with, with things coming out in the media and us contacting politicians and whatnot, as we move forward, my general point is we have been timid in the past because of the retribution and the negative consequences that, that this, that this um, crime gets us when we reach out for help. So my general point is as the issue becomes more widely discussed, we have to lower that timidity. We have to raise our boldness. We have to march forward in little steps. As, so that, that's my general point is if we remain timid, even when these opportunities arise, we won't drive the issue forward. So now that's, that's the general point. But, the, but it, there's still a patchwork of people. And I mean, I have had... My own, I, I was put into a psychiatric hospital when I, when I was brutally assaulted and had to call for the police. So I've, I've been down that path. I'm very sensitive to it. I've tried to speak to um, my, my sister and brother-in-law, have a mental health um, clinic that, they, that they're directors of, and they're on board with this. But then they had me meet with one of their psychiatrists, and the psychiatrist uh, really pissed me off and um, because I, you know, as I was trying to explain this, he was, he was, wasn't even listening to me and he was searching his phone and then he found, he found one page and he goes, see, microwaves don't penetrate concrete. And I, I lost it. I got really upset. I mean, but, and then he goes, y- you, you have a problem. You're getting really angry. And I said, no, I said, you know, it was still like he just went down that path. Okay. So I, and he was in no position to, you know, to give me a psych hold. My brother-in-law was sitting right there. But I, but I basically chewed him out and, and walked away from him. So um, there are those difficulties, and there's still, you're still in a vulnerable position when you're talking to your doctor. That's unfortunate. So I guess my more specific advice is you have to kind of feel the person out a little bit to judge you have to be a judge of your situation and follow all the advice that we're hearing from the more seasoned TIs I've only been in this game since my targeting happened in 2013 and I joined the community in 2017. so I'm a newbie still and we hear advice from people with a lot more experience of get your support network go go with a friend, you know, don't, don't put yourself into a vulnerable position where you're isolated, follow all those rules. But when, but when you see opportunities, when you see the person that has the sensitive ear, you can also use a technique where you, you, can, you can test someone by bringing up the, the Cuba thing. Now, one thing that has helped me a lot because I have actually told many people in my office about this but not all the details just little bits and if they if they seem receptive I tell them more and um, in fact uh, the the head police officer of our institute came and did emergency preparedness training and they were talking about the active shooter situations and um, he started talking about uh, Aaron Alexis, and he goes. He was going through all these active shooters, and he goes. Aaron Alexis, he was saying all these weird things. He was saying that low frequency waves were controlling him, and he even carved ELF on his shotgun, and then he shot a bunch of people at the Navy Yard. And the one woman in my office who I who I told this about, and in fact shared my YouTube videos with, she like she shot me a look, and then I looked I looked back at her, and then afterwards I pulled her aside and I said I said yes. That is the same issue that I'm talking about, but also people are responsible for their actions, and um, you have to understand that that's a tragedy on both sides because that person got no help from the police, got no help from anyone, but still, Aaron Alexis is responsible for losing it and shooting people. You know, you, you can't do that, no, no matter what. So in, anyway, um, I don't want to get off subject here, but you test people. And then another person who I told about organized stalking, her reaction was, what's, what's that? That sounds scary. Oh, my God. And then, she, and then she, like, that doesn't sound real. And then so I didn't pursue that conversation with that person anymore. I never spoke about it again to that person. So, um, So you have to be somewhat careful and... There's no – I can't give you a formula for how to bridge that subject with different people, but um, you have to use your intuition. You have to take a friend uh, who's supportive of this issue, um, and it really helps. I might even suggest for you to – not disclose the full truth. But one thing that has really helped me is that you, you might not know this, but I was targeted. I guess I'm one of the few by actually leaving Canada, going underground for a year, taking extreme steps to go completely off the radar. And then I reemerged on the East coast. I was on the West coast of, of Canada. I have not been targeted again. And it really helps that I don't talk about being a victim now and I know that most of you are, because that's why you're on this call. But it, it 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 makes it a lot more, if you don't talk about, if you talk about your targeting as something that, I'm not, I'm not asking you to be disingenuous, but I'm just telling you that that has helped me speak to other people about this, because I can say that this is something that I went through. This happened to me. It happened, you know, um, I, I want you to also be, be truthful. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not encouraging you to not be truthful about your story, but I hope my point is making sense, that you have to use your wits and your intuition. <clears throat> but when you, see, when you see opportunities to talk about this, go to the police in groups, talk to your doctor with your husband there, if, if they're supportive, supportive of, of, of your situation. Um, we have to do that more and more to drive our issue out into the open that
17: that's my point i have a question mhm
7: definitely yeah. this our year um how is, how can we find out as a group how she can we how find out all the yeah, listen, medical tests that <clears> the <throat> Um, Cuban Embassy employees got either at the University of Miami, University of Pennsylvania that I read in articles, or any other hospital system. How can we as a group find out what those tests were so we know to ask our own doctors or find our own information? I have so many blood tests. I have so many different tests that I just want to know what their tests are. So,
0: Well, that's a good question. My understanding is that um, they've they're only leaking little bits to the media. And I think the, basically the whole issue is mostly still, there's like a gag. All those, all those people have been instructed to not speak about this. So we, we don't really know. And I personally don't, don't know. But the one thing that got into the media was that diffusion tensor. I think people are leaking stuff to the media. And once the media get a hold of it, you know, um, that's what we really need on our side. If we had the media on our side, we we would we would uh, get this thing exposed right away. So I can't really answer that question, but I, I guess I would say stay tuned because I bet. Luckily, the the Cuba thing got into the media, and I thought it was going to go away for a while there, but I don't think it will ever go away now. And I think we can stay tuned for more information on that. The only one I know about so far is the diffusion tensor imaging mri scan
16: yeah and can i add something guys like you know sometimes i'll go in and i'll talk to my psychiatrist with a lot of great evidence but i don't hand her an article i don't hand her documentation so she can still kind of change the subject so even if you're telling people this great information and you're you're really making good points and you're speaking about it intelligently it it would help more to actually have documentation have some of these articles about the state department workers effects that they were feeling from the weapons underline those things and give them to your doctor so you're putting a piece of paper in front of their face that says this happened these are effects you're saying i'm experiencing those effects you know so so piece of paper with information on it because that's going to make it a lot more official you know you can you can because i've had so many experiences of explaining so many things really greatly like and intelligently to people but they can still kind of just oh, well, you, you're just telling me stuff.
3: Well, we've and got, we, we and wanna, Kyle, we've got yeah. so much documentation that backs up what we are experiencing. It's right there. We can print mm-hmm. that out and take, I so agree with Kyle. We, it's right there. Take it with you, you know? Yeah, and,
16: and I agree with Matt. I mean, that's what I'm, I'm going to do with this. I'm going to try and be more assertive, but we do have to do it very intelligently. And since I've already got a psychiatrist, my neurologist can't put me in a mental institution. You know, so I've got a good situation where I can talk about it. I already talked about it to her. So I, I'm, a, I'm a good person to kind of try and push through and see what I can get done here with some regular doctors. You, can also,
3: you can also call Kathy Meadows, and she, can, she will talk to your doctors if you're put away somewhere, and she's been very helpful. I think she got Linda out of where Linda was at one time happy okay. is very helpful she's she's you know got her degree in psychology and she's very helpful she's helped me with mm-hmm. a letter that's just outstanding it's amazing so you know there are i agree with you there are ways we can stay out of out of we can stay out of 5150s and by the way i just want to interrupt a minute mark from texas he wants to talk go ahead mark
17: yeah uh got a question <clears throat> i have uh some bits and pieces of information that I'm going to present to the city council down there city hall. And I've made a friend uh, of a woman down here. Uh, her name is, well, I might not want to give her name out just yet, but uh, she and I and another person from uh, this state are, uh, the three of us are going to present the information that we've put together. Uh, they're at that one city hall meeting, and we, we intend to do that two or three times. Uh, but my, my big question is, they only give each person three minutes per for, for you to talk. Should we go in as a group? and uh, they, they only allow a person to speak one at a time, and uh, it totaling two, three minutes for the, for the three of you, a total of three minutes. So should we speak separately and go in separately and speak three minutes each on the first visit?
3: Or I, I think that's a good idea.
17: Yeah, yeah, like uh because we only get three minutes, uh and on each presentation that would that would like be jaw dropping for them. And uh Gee Whiz, he said he was gonna come back with some really hard hitting stuff. And uh I went in by myself. I didn't have uh another person to back me up. They could have called uh an ambulance and to check me out and stuff, but uh, that didn't happen. There were two police officers in there, keeping watching me like a hawk because of my other antics that I've I've been put through with them. And uh, but uh, there's going to be three of us that are going to go to a city hall meeting.
3: Yeah, well, and, uh, you know if they're only going to give you three minutes and three of you, after you only get a minute apiece. I think you have to fill out an application form, right?
17: And yes, they, you they do you
3: okay, and then they give you a time or then they call call on you. I'd fill out three different applications
17: right, and then show up uh I'll sit on one side of the uh auditorium or uh whatever they call that, the council hall, and uh they someone sits in the middle and the other person's on the other side.
3: I I think they just go by application, but if that makes you feel more secure, yeah. But I think it would, and, work, you know,
17: and uh, they'll be floored. Good. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's a, uh, that's a great opportunity. I would, um, if you guys can get together ahead Hello? of time and kind of decide Hello? decide what you're going to say, and um, you know, to make sure you're not doing too much overlapping stuff, and then try your hardest to videotape it, and then we'll put it up online because. Those those kinds of things uh, online. If you if you can videotape it, that would be amazing.
17: Yes.
2: Well, cool. you know, a lot of these city council meetings are already uh, they're videotaped. In Mike.
17: My- they are. Ours are, Linda.
2: Oh, Okay, that's well, good. That's, that's
17: good that you say that.
2: You know, go ahead and I've done it myself. You know, go ahead and get somebody to to take a tri- tripod and and uh, this is what Deb and. Lutveris. Lou Tavares, has always got the camera uh uh in addition to whatever camera is going on uh you know we've got the city camera that that uh, that uh records all of the city council meetings and puts them on uh DVDs which can be transferred to another DVD and, and sold to the public if they want one but otherwise it's accessible on the computer. But that's right. Good good point. Um have somebody uh, set up a, a tripod and, and a camera. Uh, or lacking that, I suppose you could do it with a cell phone. But anyway, this is a good good, um, good idea. You know, I've, I've done this so many times myself before. And, and just recently, Deb Tavares and another activist and I, we, we independently, you know, we did the three minutes apiece and it's powerful. It can be powerful, especially if you go there prepared and have some flyers available. And then if you hang around. Now, this, this is, can be really good if you hang around until there's a break or the end of the meeting, but you, you'll you be surprised how many people will will get uh, an interest in what you're saying, and they will take the opportunity to approach you and talk with you about it you know at the first um, first chance they get, which would be oftentimes uh after the meeting is over, you can go and hang out in the lobby after you speak uh,
17: yes, that's good and linda uh here here in uh I'm in Haltham City, a suburb to Fort Worth downtown Fort Worth, and uh another point to make is uh, in downtown Fort Worth I went to the it was a big thick glass window and there's a a agent on the other side I think it was a a cop an officer of of the cities in some way and I, I was finding out the details of how can you present yourself in front of the courthouse and he said to me, this is about four years ago, He, if I can recall and recollect, he said to me, uh, you have the right to present a sign on a tripod or a stake. And you can have uh the sign no further out away from the sidewalk than three feet no closer than seven inches to the sidewalk that's for clearance of uh foot traffic and then uh you can you can present yourself and stay close to your signs during your presentation and uh i did not ask about loudspeakers or bullhorns or anything like that yeah. but uh and and in in that you have information flyers uh signs to present in front of the courthouse uh that they these are these are options that they give us and uh good to know it, Pardon me.
3: It's good to know. This
17: is it to is. Know. It is on each. Uh, I would look into it from city to city, on what it is we can and cannot do.
3: Yeah. Being in front of the courthouse with signs, that couldn't hurt. You know, it didn't. Right. It didn't help a lot when, when what's his name went, down, went to the White House. what did Tyrone do went down there and frustrated that didn't work. But maybe that maybe that you know courthouse is kind of a well obviously it's a smaller issue, more close up more able to talk to people, I think that's interesting,
17: yes, yes, and the the way that you would present yourself uh just give it some thought, uh go online and look at some other uh examples of uh it doesn't have to be t i s doing it, it's just the uh, uh way that people present their issues. And learn off of those. And uh, that's what I intend to do uh, possibly tomorrow, tomorrow morning, throughout the day maybe. And uh, learn off of what other people have, have done for. And it's not protesting. It's um, just presenting. Uh, what is it?
2: Educating, you know, it's it's a uh, sharing information. Yes. You know,
17: absolutely, yes.
2: You'll find that city council people, uh, you know, you might m- be pleasantly surprised that that the that, that they will welcome uh, 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 this information. Another thing that they like, you know, if again, I've never, I I don't, I just feel Your
3: Your your um your phone is making a lot of noise. Somebody's phone is.
17: Somebody may have an, a magnet. Uh, Kyle, uh, you may have a very powerful magnet too close to your phone because it was breaking up.
3: Uh, no, no, no. He's, he's using no, an old, old um,
2: computer, and that's been happening to him on the calls. Cause his oh, okay, then. Yeah. Just briefly, uh, uh, the city council members uh, would prefer uh, if you can... Uh, written up and a copy given to them but I'm I'm, uh, assuming that you're going to be speaking on TI issues so the very best uh, uh, exhibit kind of thing that I can think of is again that that great uh, thing that Linda read earlier uh, uh, Ted Gunderson's if you have a copy of his thing in addition to a copy of your speech, although the copy of your speech isn't really Terribly necessary, but generally council members do like to have it so that they can look back and refer to what you said. They'll probably be interested.
3: Well, Amy Anderson got him, you know.
2: That's right, and I I have allies in my town too, uh, but I'm approaching it a little differently, you know. All in all, it uh, and then you know with your personality, uh, um. Mark, I would think that you'll you'll find somebody to get along with there. Uh, uh, if not on the council, you know some of the other members of the public that are, you know, other other interested people in the audience.
17: Uh huh.
2: Yeah. So just hang out and and schmooze.
17: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. Well, good good luck. Let
2: us know, will you?
17: I'll, I'll, I'll uh, see what happens with it, and it uh, should be within the next couple of weeks that I'll have all my ducks in a row, and I'll, I'll uh, get something together and do the city hall, and then the three of us are going to go downtown and yes. make our presentation and be handing out flyers and, and work that sidewalk <laughs> You
15: go. You go. <laughs> um, I have a question city hall strategy. What, since you're only each allowed three minutes, why don't you all sit together and be united and and have something that's like nine minutes long, and each one continue from where the other person left off. That's Maybe a good, that's good idea
17: that, uh, to suggest and to ask if we could each have three minutes and make the exception to uh, being presented as a group and one person speak at a time. That's how the ruling is now. But that yeah. is a good that is a good, very good suggestion you just made.
15: It, yeah, I, I worked around strategies for the past years in, in pharmaceutical industry and at FDA. And and so, as far as strategy, um, that's because um, three minutes is not a long time, but in nine minutes, I think you can uh, communicate, uh, you know, maybe enough information, and you might even say, "United we stand, divided we fall." You know, so sure, you, um, you, the three of you are united, and you know, because you're experiencing common issues. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think as long too, as long as you write. Write that application out, each one of you separately. I don't think it's going to matter if you're sitting together. You know, you each have 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 you requested an allotted amount of time, and three minutes is not exactly you know um, all that long. I can't imagine that they're going to even you know, be up, have a problem with you sitting together.
17: I've been to City Hall with the issues of the targeting and the all all of it and uh three different occasions, uh-huh. and uh you'd be surprised how much you can squeeze in in three minutes
5: uh-huh.
17: but yeah, and uh it it uh sometimes they will make an exception and if you at the end and the you hear the little buzzer go off, and you uh ask the mayor or the uh first chair if the mayor is uh kind of standoffish, uh if you can have an extra minute or so. And uh the I did do that one time and I think I got about thirty five or forty seconds more. And you can do yeah, you can do that. You can ask them for permission for a few more seconds or minutes. And uh but uh yeah all this uh this is think tanking what we're doing right now and uh the more think tank that we do the better off we're gonna be and the more creative things get and uh it it uh turns in from a small amber to a, a major forest fire, so we need to keep blazing these trails
2: yep another uh that's right uh uh something else that you should do. Uh, uh, is uh, on your flyer. You should a flyer or whatever kind of information that you want to hand out, uh, whatever form. This is
17: the one that Derek uh, put together. But go ahead.
2: Okay, you need to have your phone number on it. You need to have a, a common contact number so that you they can contact you personally.
17: Uh, on the contrary, Linda, and I'm not I'm not shooting down what you just said, but uh, I don't. I can't remember who it was that said it, but that might, might lead into some complication of of uh, individuals putting their numbers on a, f- a flyer that goes public like that, and uh, it did make I, I sense hear what to you're me. Saying and I,
2: I agree with you. It depends totally on the situation, uh, but uh-huh. it's useful. To have uh, you know, there
17: is a there is a a number that is on the flyer, and I noticed that uh, when I (laughs) for the for the information that we have to copy off of the computer or the internet, uh, the uh, our uh, website information that we have, it didn't have a phone number. At all. That's always
8: frustrating.
17: And and uh Derek clarified that the I think it's a one eight 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 number. I'm not sure of that, but it might be a one eight hundred number. And uh is that the number you that we should put on, Derek? And he said, Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. And yeah, so that's the one I put on. Yeah, that's the one I put on there. You can leave a message or uh uh, ask questions if there's someone to uh, ask a question to. You can leave a message or a recorded message, or if there's someone there to answer the phone, to ask questions.
2: Okay. Well, here's another little other bit about that. So, okay, so you uh, you've all given your your three minute talks, and uh, and so you're out. <coughs> And, and you've got flyers uh and people are coming up to you and, and introducing themselves and wanting to get more information, it might be handy if you had, had some, uh your your contact information if you wanted if you were making a connection with these people and they wanted to you know you felt uh comfortable uh, uh having future contact with these local people so that uh, you know you wouldn't have to that's a good idea,
17: uh, and to hand out a uh, individual, little separate, kind of like a business card, uh, phone numbers. Fastly. Yes. Linda, you're awesome. I
2: hope what you are What a it. good idea. Awesome
17: idea.
3: Wonderful. Okay, you guys, I have to say something. I did not get any sleep last night. I was hit <laughs> all night long. and Oh, of- bless your heart. Oh, man, I mean... Every hour, on the hour, I was up and walking and then got back in bed and just hit again. Oh, shit. Um, You guys, Ryan is opening up a call. <clears throat> I'm sorry, he has opened it up. The number is 125472. And please, because um, I just can't keep going tonight. I'm I'm not even present. Um, thank you, Wide-Eyed. Thank you, Mary. Um I didn't feel like it was an excellent call. I'm so tired. I'm not even listening. I think a one two five four seven two. That's Ryan's call, and he's got a nice open call. You can pretty much say whatever you want, and it's good. Okay. And awesome. I, yeah. hope you guys understand, I'm just not up to another another hour of this. I'm just oh. Not, bless your
2: hearts. Thank you for yeah. coming, you guys. We, we
17: understand.
2: Oh man, I was just. Linda, <laughs> yeah. Linda, double up on your headnets and, you know, take plenty of melatonin.
3: Yeah, oh, you don't know how much of melatonin I took. I kept taking it.
2: Well, what do you think? What was the problem? I wish I knew.
3: I think if I could think, I'd tell you.
2: Do you have your headnets on?
3: Yep. Hey, Linda. Yeah.
17: Do you have, uh, like, uh, an aluminum foil hat, a helmet, real close? Uh, Take a book, take a hard-covered book uh and make your uh, aluminum uh, foil hat Uh and tap it close to your head and then put a a ski cap or uh, some kind of a fabric uh, cap between the aluminum foil. That's what I do, and I swear by it. It keeps back uh, headache frequencies. It keeps back uh, tinnitus, ringing. And uh, I, I sleep. If it wasn't for them trying to dry me out uh, to get up and pee, get up and down, up and down, up and down all night, I would sleep like a baby. But they they get me with the, the drying me out with the you're Going to pee every hour on the hour. Yeah, the yeah.
2: Drive, dry throat, dry mouth. Oh
17: dog, yeah, the yeah. uh, Candida. Yeah.
2: I tell you, I tell you what you need to do is you need to eat veggies that contain uh, liquid. Uh, you know, before uh, fiber, get some fiber, uh, uh, liquid containing fiber in you instead uh-huh. of straight straight water or straight liquid, uh, and that will slow. Pull out the dehydration. You know it will uh, allow you, and uh, you know not to be peeing all the time. Hey
17: You'll Linda, there's there's to. a lot of truth to that because I I uh, it was coincidence that that you just said that and that I remembered my wife and me go to a Super Salad and I I load up uh, when I when I'm there I eat more salad than I really should. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, like two or three occasions, I slept all the way through. Wow. And That's I didn't know we'll that you just said that. You just said that, and, it, and it, uh, the light bulb came on.
2: Oh, we are attuned, Marky. <laughs> <laughs> you are.
3: All right, you guys, thanks for the suggestions. I appreciate it very much. I am going to shut the call down. You guys, Ryan's got his call up and running as I speak, okay? You, Alex, Sleep well. Okay, let me tell you the number. Of the, do you have a number of the room? One two five. You already... One, two, five, four, seven, two, okay? Blessings, Lyndon. Thank you. Thank Love. you, guys. Love you. God thank bless you, everybody. Thank God bless you, Linda. Uh... Thank you, and and thank you for coming to the call, you guys. Very much. It. <laughs> okay?
13: All right.
3: Good night. Good night.
13: Oh